Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and uh, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in Fairbanks, Alaska. The Hedgecock Group has been tied into the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their services tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home or buying land to build a home. They also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home. Fairbanks is a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water holding tanks instead of wells, estimating heating costs, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're ready to help. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Brett Evans and his team of expert realtors at 907 978 3765 or email brett b-r-e-t-t at hedgecockgroup.com That's how you do it. All right. Welcome back to Tundra Talk, everyone. I'm Tyler Friel. We're I'm sitting in the clinic of Dr. Schultz. Um, he's over to my left, and uh, the cheery the cheery one among us <laughs> is Temple Dillard. Just comes right in and kills the freaking mood immediately. Killed it immediately. But, At least we're uh, here with this this wonderful mosaic. Yeah, no, That's we're freaking awesome. We're hanging out over at Frank's. He kind of like this was like the finishing touch, finish to the, the building, finish right? The whole building, yeah. The whole building. Was, yeah, uh, this summer we got the siding, the exterior insulation on, and got the siding on, and got everything painted, trimmed out, and the only there's only a couple of little details to finish inside little details yeah like this is a 40 hour little detail (laughs) (laughs) a tile looking at a tile mosaic of three doll rams shooters all of them all shooters yep oh yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty freaking cool i'll post a picture of it so 
we'll probably you know, that picture I took. I'll probably use for the podcast picture. So there you go. It looked like you had some sort of equipment up here to clear out the driveway. Was that somebody with a bobcat or something? Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, they got come in with a freaking. Uh, it's like a front end loader. With, yeah. It's got a like a sixteen foot blade on it. Nice. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I had the place all set real perfect for uh-huh. the four-wheeler, like mm-hmm. push it back yeah. long, long way. So you got, got ramps all so you could move it all. Well, not mm-hmm. any ramps. I had it set up perfect, and mm-hmm. I leave to Colorado to go for Christmas. And we had the snowpocalypse. And then it's a shit sandwich that I get to eat. And then <laughs> so you call somebody because you're like, oh, fuck, well, we have a tenant here, uh-huh. you know, in the rental. So it's, you got to clear it. Yeah. Um. So we had to call somebody because I wasn't here to clear it. And they just, like, make a pass. People don't give a fuck, you know? Mm. You, like, go out of your way to do things a certain way. So that you'll be able to clear all winter. You, like, allow someone else to do it and you're not watching what's going on. They show up like someone with a backhoe that's going to be here today. Right. Well, then we had them come in and I was like, well... Could you come in and push everything back? Well, they showed up, and I was here when they showed up after we got back. And they pulled up in here with that rig, and they were like, this looks perfect. I don't even know why I'm here. And I was like, the reason you're here is because you made 10-foot banks of snow. I got like a tunnel here that I'm driving in and out of. I was like, how can I can't do anything? I can't push this to the side. Yeah, once you like... Someone comes and makes a pass or two. It may be like temporarily passable, but then you, it freezes up and you can't move it with a four wheeler or anything Nothing. like that. Yeah. That's why you can't move it with a truck yeah. even at that point. Why you you know like all of us who do our well, we pretty we all plow with a four wheeler. Yeah, pretty much. I do now. Yeah, I, that's why yeah. you have to like plan ahead and when you can push shit back way way farther because the more snow you get, the more it's going to back up. Like right yeah. now, I mean, we're almost. I mean, I don't know where. I'll find somewhere to put it, I guess. I need to I may have to hire someone with a bobcat to come and like lift it and push back on kind of on three sides of the driveway. I've got like a four you know, four or five foot high, twenty foot deep berm. We can't Jeez. even fucking see anything. Like driving around yeah. town here, you gotta like eking out and uh-huh. it, I mean it's getting better. Like the they're town, working the dudes on it. are around town here, like the road crew are Nonstop. They're it's been constantly a four week work in progress. working, and everything's getting better. And I, kudos to them. That's it's awesome. They're but working hard. You pull out, and it's like you can't see yeah. over like that berm. Eek, 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 and out to like make sure that somebody's not coming at fifty to smoke your vehicle. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that was. Yeah, the, and that was like almost getting ahead. What it was hit, we ended up having. I mean, Temple said snowpocalypse. It was it seems like every fucking year we have some snowpocalypse that we've yeah. never had before. So that, but well, last it was year we got, it was late in the year. It was and, late in the year, yeah. Mm. But because it was like one of the highest snowfalls of December, and then the no. day after Christmas it warmed up and rained like an oh, inch. That was miserable. I it was, was plowing in my rain gear. The most I was. I was, it was the most accumulation. Of any December ever and like second on record or some shit like that. That day that it rained two inches, it rained like one point nine two inches or some shit. Yeah, it was shitty. I was def I was out because it had been snowing up till then too, like on Christmas and whatnot. Really makes it fun. And then I was, and of course all my rain gears put away because it's winter time. I don't need my rain gear. 
So I was out there just getting my ass soaked to the bone plowing because if I don't plow it then, it's going to set up as soon as it freezes. Trying yeah. to I'm not going to be able to do anything it with it. So on. Yeah. I yeah. was where I was, I was ex- I snapped my plow, my winch line, put the thing in the shop, called it a day and let it and just gave up on it. But when I got my winch fixed back up the next day, I couldn't move it. I had to drive over it with the plow up to break it up. Oh, yeah. To where it would oh, move. Oh, because that crust, it yeah, crusted up. Yeah, that crust yeah. got real hard to move. Yeah, which that's, you know, and then the next thing, and I worry about it too. It's like, every, you know, you start seeing stuff pop up and getting questions. Oh, what's this going to do to the like critters? Like, of course, I'm worried about it, but there's not a fucking Nothing. thing I, any of us can do about no. it. You know, it's yeah, exactly. pretty hard on the moose. Like, it's going to kill a bunch of moose, you know, but in at least in certain areas, I'm sure. But it just is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, yeah, it's out of out of control. I I wonder, like, how widespread was this line, this, like, rain section? Did it go as far as the Brooks Range? Did it go as far as the Alaska I don't, Range? Yeah, I think it was, like, it, it, at least, like, the map I saw, it looked like it was kind of pushed from here you know, Fairbanks looked like kind of the northern edge of the heavy stuff, and you know, kind With, of in a in, sweeping during the rain, kind of it, yeah, in kind of a sweeping line down to the southwest. Hmm. I don't know though, you know, uh, it just it just is what it, it is. It just sucks because this, I mean, moose, yeah, it'll kill some of them, and he, even what we got will. But sheep, man, stuff like that. Yeah, that depending on what a, yeah. sheep country, like in the Alaska Range or the Brooks Range, fuck done. That's like a lot of dead sheep. Yeah. yeah. It just covers everything that they, they're already kicking out what they're eating for the most part, you know? Yeah. It's like to get all that, to get all that ice on top of all that low-lying stuff. And then a bunch more snow, so it's like it sandwich. creates avalanche conditions too, you know? Yeah. So yeah. who knows? It just is what it is. Just going to hope for the... Hope for the best. I mean, any, any like, I don't know. I just try to remind myself that anything I try to think about, it's just speculation. Mm-hmm. So. True enough. Yeah. <clears throat> Before we get going too much, I do, I was going to say, um, A, I do still have some of the bunny boot hood, uh, t-shirts and I have, um, some of the, the original like Ram Skull beer can hoodies. In most sizes. Mm-hmm. So I've got some of those on the website, tundertalkak.com. And I've got two new designs and, ordered yeah. um, for hoodies. I One was of hoping you're going to show up here with a bunch of Ah, uh, dude, I would too. I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly when, when, they're gonna, when I'm going to have them in hand, but I'll get them up as soon as, I, as soon as I do. They should be pretty freaking cool. Right on. One of them is uh, There's a cotton shortage. A cotton like shortage. everything else. Yeah. There's an anchor shortage. Else. It's anchored out in the harbor. Hey, yeah, no, it's uh but one of them's one of them's like a kind of old school uh Trapper Nelson type pack looking Those were with cool. moose antlers. Yeah. Did you see him Temple? I, I have not. I'm yeah, you I'm did. familiar with the Trapper Nelson packs, but you did s- I? Yeah, well, I've got them. I'll All show right. you real quick. But one of them one of them's like a moose antler and a Trapper Nelson pack. With a, with a oh, rifle. Okay, bells are ringing. Maybe I have With a rifle it. leaning have. up. I know you have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the other one is a cub with a sheep in a backpack oh, kind of leaning on that's the... That's familiar. Leaning on the wheels. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one's the moose one, and that's the cub one. Yep, yep. I have seen those. I can't remember nothing. So, anyway, 
no, so I'm excited to get those like some new some new stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll just keep you posted. That's about all I got on that. That's but, about the um, end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just killed it. But uh, so I I seen the stack. Have you been reading through those magazines I gave you, Frank? Right, see them right up yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I have been for sure. It's kicks ass. <laughs> What's awesome is, <clears throat> so when I was a kid, my dad was telling us about. Uh, northern on the north end of Lake Champlain, between which is uh, a lake that's between Vermont and New York. The bulk of the lake is on the north end of New York and mm-hmm. Vermont, mm-hmm. west side of Vermont, east side of New York. Um, in the spring, pickerel, pike, fish come up and spawn, and typically there's runoff lake comes up some and it floods out these like forested areas um guys go and they bow hunt spawning fish uh-huh. and they put up tree stands and sit up there with camo and <laughs> fish come in and they shoot them with their bows and it's like totally legit like uh-huh. legal practice in the state of vermont i'm not sure i can't speak for what new new york's laws are but in vermont like legal practice well i'm flipping through these magazines was that the 48 one or the 52 i think, I think it's 19 i think it's a 52 1952 yeah. article in outdoor life they're fucking they used to do it with <laughs> rifles 30 30 was the yeah. choice they're the deer lever, rifles lever for the concussion gun. and they didn't have tree stands or anything they just perched up in trees these guys in plaid <laughs> and waited for fish to come in and in the concussion they shoot and then they quick run, scurry down and get to the fish they shoot at because the concussion like knocks them out. Yeah, and then they club them and time to the tree climb back up, wait for more fish to come. So I thought I was like, this is freaking so cool. Yeah, like exact same thing, but oh how the times have changed. Oh yeah, well, all kinds of stuff. What well, was one? I don't know if it was that same one, but one of them that I had sent you guys. Oh, that bear! That was why. Yeah, originally you gave me the <laughs> clip from magazine with a bear uh, that bear article yeah so this guy was he was like hunting he was bow hunting deer and this is like early 50s and had i guess had like missed a couple deer something he ended up with like just having a couple arrows with broadheads and shoots this bear and like i think he spined it and it goes crawling off and it just turns into a shit show (laughs) oh that like they're like corner it and and uh I think he was trying to club it, like beat it, beat it to death. <laughs> well, they ran out of, he ran out of arrows. He ran yeah. out of broadheads. And then he had some like field points or like. But that was whatever, the next day, stuff. I think. Yeah, they, but yeah. like just in general, like that, he wasn't like trying to beat the bear to death. But at like one point he was, one. that day one I thought he was because he was. Anyway, yeah. they end up coming back the next day because they couldn't find any more broadheads like any sporting goods stores with like field points. And his buddy had like tied his knife onto a onto a lance. Oh god! And like stabbing this poor bear. Oh. Just a different time. It was it was interesting. It's cool. It's mm. cool reading a lot of those old articles. There's oh, some. That it's are absolutely amazing. Really, and really good. Not even like just in general. Like you open up the magazine and it's like, oh yeah, 
all smokers smoke these cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this Johnson outboard's going to rip this one down, you know? It's like, we got four levels of 30 miles. It wasn't like, oh, we got a neat, like, oh, this is super awesome for the environment. Like, yeah. Oh, blah, blah. It's like, this one goes 30, and this one goes 40, and this one goes 50. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> and you, I, I honestly like looking at the advertisements in there. You look in the back, and there's like, oh, this guy up in Maine. Oh, come on up here. Call me up or send me a letter. Here's my number and my address. And you come up here and shoot bears if you want to. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the only advertisement like I ever has done in his entire life for, you know? Yeah. Like reaching out. He's like, holy shit, I can reach out in this magazine and like touch some people and get some people coming up here. But... That stuff in the back is really interesting. Yeah, well, and a lot of the a lot of the mail order advertisements because like that's how shit was. Probably even when oh a little bit when I was a kid, like oh. there was a lot of mail order stuff oh, yeah, when you were sure. a kid, especially. Yeah, probably. definitely. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like oh, you see at you know hunting gear. Like mm-hmm. you, even when I was a kid, like there was a sporting goods store in town, but it it's not like. You don't have access yeah. to the types of gear. No. You know, even when I moved up here, there wasn't any like like as far as sheep hunting and stuff. There wasn't any kind of like specialty places for sheep hunting gear in Fairbanks. Yeah. You know, there was like Barney's and Anchorage and stuff like that, but I didn't know no better. It was whatever you saw in Cabela's was like the top. Yeah, that was top as good as shit. it good as it gets. In the, the village, Cabells, it sends you out the like hardcover. Oh, the Bible. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, once a year, the yep. hardcover came in. Yep. <clears throat> My first fly rod came out of one of those, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Out of like one of those hardcover Cabela's? I think so. I yeah. think so. My dad ordered that. For, I badgered him into ordering me a fly rod, and I just flailed with it. I It came with a VHS, and... I couldn't make the line do the candy cane loop and turn over. I just flailed like hell. I don't think I ever caught anything on that fly, that particular fly rod. Oh, I still flail like hell, but I like fly fishing. Uh, fly fishing <laughs> really turns my crank. I like it. It's it's a hoot. But uh, I I've got a I, I so does yanking pike through the ice with a stick. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's. That turns it pretty hard too, but I would love to go go get pike on a fly. Man, that'd just be a hoot. You caught a couple. I did when yeah. you brought your fly rod bear hunting that one time. Yeah, this when we went back, I was like, I'm bringing my fly rod when we come back. Do you have an eight weight there? Uh it's like a five five six, six weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a four piece uh-huh. Cortland. Um, it's really nice. I've had it for a long time. Uh-huh. It's something my dad gave me for Christmas, like. Shit, um, 15 years, 18 years ago, maybe, <laughs> something like that. One time the tip got slammed in the door, uh, broken, but I sent it back and they sent me a new tip. I don't know how many fly rod tips have been broken in windows and doors since yeah. since I got to you know Fairbanks. And then when we got kids, I'm like, screw this, telescoping, spin casting reel. I've had enough of this. I got to deal with all the kids. I'm not dealing with a fly rod too, like the old eagle claw backpack. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll even take a fly fishing fishing rod out to the river and throw jigs with it, and I I'll catch grayling. That's a hoot. And just I could see you doing that, Temple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Night fishing with jigs with the fly rod. Like it's longer. You can really put it right out in the hole. Dip it out there, dab it, or whatever the term is. Dab the, dab the jig up with the fly rod. I've done that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pretty utilitarian. I looked around a couple times now. There's no white jigs anywhere around yeah. here. Like, I brought you back you those jigs. Mr. You. Twister ones? Yeah, there's, like, nothing around. I see why you were like, yes, I, this is exactly what I want. That's, yeah. I was in Cabela's. I got my outing to Cabela's for the for the next five years to ten years. Oh, man. <laughs> um, it's probably been ten years since I've been in a Cabela's uh-huh. until Christmas. But I was just outside of Denver, so I was like, ooh, Cabela's. Might as well go. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. It's just the same shit, though. It's like... You could find it at the Cabela's in Anchorage, but you weren't in Anchorage. You were in Denver. Well, no. And it's like... You can find anything you need there, even if it's like a massive store at Century. Like, anything that I would actually need. Aside from the yellow... Or the white Mr. Twister. The white Mr. Twister's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Century's a good store. But there or... um, I mean, Sportsman's is Cabela's, is Bass Pro Shop. They're all I th- I owned by they the separated. same damn. No, actually, I don't think, yeah, I don't know if that's I, technically so information sh- that's supposed to be discussed. I thought it was right. by something I on don't the know. face. Shit. All I know is that I heard that freaking they put a huge facelift on. Um, on Sportsman's Warehouse? Sportsman's Warehouse. Well, they, I, they and did. And it was, I looked it up, I thought I did <clears> anyway, or somebody told me like, um, Bass Pro Shop, who owns Cabela's, bought them. I think it's in the process still. I don't know that it's finalized. I thought I but saw well, how come they put a huge facelift in their store. I don't know. Everything. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I heard. I huh. thought I saw a Facebook post or an email that said Sportsman's has decided not to go through with that. Oh no, shit! You might you be email. You might, you might be. I, I can't remember. You might be correct because I was mentioning it oh yeah since they did this because i was telling someone oh they've like actually have shit in the in the store now yeah like like a a pretty good you know it's because the past few years man i mean even even before the covid shit like man just they just half the time didn't have anything you know lacking in a lot of areas yeah and they've you know aside from you know like primers and shit like that you know like they've got a lot of stuff right now but uh they I was mentioning who, someone. Where? Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's, okay, yep. Um, and I was had just mentioned in, in, to, in passing, someone was asking about it. I was like, oh, they've actually, like, since Bass Pro bought them, they've gotten, and they're like, eh, that's not actually a done deal. No shit. So, I don't Amazing know. That's all I know that a about store it. would go through an entire facelift. Yeah. be like, oh, just kidding, we're not going to go through with this. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I try shit. to go to Century anyway, but well, I do too. But it's, sometimes you got to look around for Mister yeah. Twister tails. <laughs> Mister Twister can get hard to find. <laughs> the little Swedish pimples work good in the in the lakes close to town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little diamond th- jig. Yep. See, it seemed like shrimp. What mm-hmm. I uh, I was always doing really good on is the gold. Um, I can't remember. I bought like I had a couple of them in a jig pack that I just a cheap jig pack, and then I ordered some online, like t- these little tungsten gold, just like a gold jig head, yeah, with a uh, like a single salmon egg on it. Uh huh. Uh huh. It seemed yeah. like that gold jig head like really did good, or or just a tiny tiny chunk of shrimp. They would. 
anything like a little jig or a little spoon, little red. They were they didn't seem to be too picky last time I did good out there. Yeah. Yeah. They were of course that was that was really early in the season with the thin ice that with the water was bobbing in it as you walk in the hole as you walked by it. <laughs> that was a little bit scary. Yeah. But the fishing was hot. Whatever you put down there they were hitting. Nice. Yeah. I've been out I've been ice fishing once this year, but Me too. Hopefully hopefully get get back after it a little bit more. Yeah. I did good. I got a secret Pike Lake that was a waylay. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. A lot of, lot of fish. A lot of fun. Yeah, me and yeah. the me and the boys were gonna close up our snares last uh, last check and go pike fishing or ptarmigan hunting, but we get out there and there's just too much other sign walking all over my buried snares. My snares were in the right place; they were just buried. Oh. It was so so frustrating. How, pretty, how far down were they? The snares? Yeah. Well. Uh, so tree to tree, it varied, right? Like under this tree, they were buried. Like, I think there's a snare there. I'm going to stomp. Oh, good. There is a snare there. Now I got to raise it and try to cover in my stomp hole. And in other trees, you could see the top of the snare. Because you don't have loop. a lot of options on where to put them in, that, in, yeah. in those well, areas. Well, and I think, Craig, the snare, like the snow level kind of yeah. varies depending on how thick the trees are. A breeze right, here or a you big couldn't, tree If you stomp it out here, you couldn't be like, take it over there six feet away and I set might it up could. kind of thing. I might could have. I'm going to bring more snares out there next check to try to cover the holes. But this uh, this is, this particular bait pile has got a history of success, and I've kind of manicured the area trying to, over the years, make choke points where the only way into the bait is where I'm hanging my dang snares. Mm-hmm. So that I'm dealing with that. Of course, a lot of my blockades were buried in the snow so they don't do a dang thing anymore yeah but still in other places in the in the circle around the bait they were walking right over my snares anyway without any of that big blocking do you know how lucky that we have it up here trap wise i mean lucky this shit is like down in the lower 48 all the time they deal with like rain snow yeah, tons of you know dumping snow and stuff. It's pretty consistent and then, and a lot people. of the times. Yeah. Lo- pretty consistent a lot of the times here with like cold and fluffy we'll have, snow and we'll like have, easy yeah. to deal with. One or two wet events a year right here. You know, two if we're unlucky, one if we're lucky. Yeah. And South Central and the rest of coastal Alaska. Who the heck knows? Like, them guys trapping in southeast. Deal with that. Oh, oh my! Well, God. that's a and just a totally different ball game. Yeah. Like there's some guys that really get after the wolves hard in southeast. Um, and they're you know I don't know all they're doing. They're snaring some, footholding some. Like you know the guys will set in like tidal pools yep. where you have some bait like anchored down in a tidal pool mm-hmm. that they can smell and get at, and your traps are underwater. Yeah. So that, you know, when they come out there, when the tide goes down, I mean, shit, that's got to be rough on your steel. Like, yeah. But, uh, no, they they make it happen. They get a lot of them. You got you to gotta dip or wax those traps every season. Otherwise, I would think they're so, going to yeah. waste away. But, yeah, hmm. pretty sh- pretty shitty conditions to be a trapper in the, in the interior this year. Yeah. yeah, which I ought to we ought to talk to like Ross Beal or something. Maybe have him over because the uh, Alaska Trappers Association just started a podcast too. Yeah, they did. 
Oh, they who, did. What's the guy's? I've listened to. Is it was episode. it Justin? Justin it's Kurt Lockwood. Yeah, Kurt Lockwood. Kurt Lockwood. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. I and his to. wife did the first. Yep. Did the first episode. It was it was really good. It was fun. To and I was like, to. nice. Next week. Uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Wait, that's, come on. That's Wait. been this podcast. Hey, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Everybody's got crap going on mm-hmm. on top of regular ass life. We've yeah. got the. Well, I was all set to like get back with it right after the holidays, and then uh, I, we may or may not have had COVID. I don't know. We had a cold, and I lost my voice for a while. Like I, I mean, I could talk, but I couldn't talk for more than like thirty seconds or a minute. Uh-huh. Um, so COVID's done. So COVID's an done. To Give an excuse. Yeah, whatever. You're like, oh yeah, I lost my voice. Oh, it was COVID. Probably, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Nobody uh, wanted to come yeah. over and get near well, me. I had some <laughs> symptoms. I couldn't tell you what they are, but uh, I just had a cold. We came back from Colorado, and I was outside for five straight days, plowing, shoveling, Ugh. clearing, moving, uh-huh. dealing, and I was like, fuck. I woke up and I was like, <coughs> I was oh, like shit, you I'm going to die. Shitting me. <laughs> Come back from a trip. Yep. As soon as I get in an airplane, now I got COVID. <laughs> and I was like, huh, well, whatever. It was just a cold. Yeah. Shit. No, when I was, uh, yeah, because I, I, I kind of had it and I had, I was sick for a couple of days and I, then I felt fine. And then after all the, you know, rain and snow stopped, our house was fine because it's up higher and, and it was real windy when the snow, it, when it was snowing after it rained and it blew kind of, it blew off most of the stuff up on top. That's my excuse because I don't want to freaking get climb. on the roof. I don't want to get on the Fuck roof of my noise. house. In, I hate it. I in hate the winter, it so I hate, much. it's, yeah, it's pretty tall. But my, the garage was another story. I mean, it was like a little over three feet of snow on the garage. So Ugh. I'm like, uh, might as well. I was like, I'll just chip away at it. I get up there, end up shoveling off the whole thing. You didn't sh- have to either. It's all trusses. I think it'd hold it. No it problem. probably would. Yeah. 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 I mean, so long as the guy that built it, which I assume I've been there and seen it. I mean, it was he yeah. did a good. Well, job. and I saw like, it before. I mean, I think I finished it. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. That's what this place is all trusses, and I was just like, I'm not. Fuck. This is like fifteen, sixteen hundred square foot roof. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> it's going to have to be like creaking and cracking down here before I get up there to clear well, it off. And see, I, what I should have. That's a lot of friggin'. That's a lot of roof up there. It's a yeah, lot. Of, it's well, a mine's. What? Mine, you know, mine's probably fairly similar with the big overhand. And yeah, I just did it. And then I got halfway through and I'm like, well, I don't want to quit. And yeah. so I kept doing it. And then. I, after I got done, I was exhausted, just soaked in sweat. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to sled off the roof. <laughs> so I set my phone up to document my death in case something happened and grabbed the sled, climbed around on the roof because literally like snow piles up to the top of the roof <laughs> or up to the edge of the roof and sit down. Sled won't move. It's all like iced up on the bottom. It's like, fucking, this uh-huh. is stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> But then I get down, I'm like, oh, shit, my fuel tank for the garage, my like my heater flew and everything's all covered, like just buried. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, not done yet, I yeah, guess. So I had to get in there all this and dig, dig a tunnel out, yeah. dig all that stuff out and all the way around. And then the backside of the garage is the same way. Like it's just about buried everything. I'm going to have snow piles till July. 
Did I ever yeah. send you guys that video of me when I was documenting my gutters? So I built that entryway on my on my house. Oh, when you fell and you were hanging out oh. by the gutter you just built? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was... Rick was like, oh, set up my video camera and I'll set a ladder up and I'll climb up here and I'm going to dump water in. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I'll show my parents like this cool gu- wooden gutter that I just built. Yep, sure as shit. Dumping water. And I was like, oh, I should lean out a little further. And I kept leaning. I was oh. like, I can almost reach the end. And all of a sudden the ladder's like, it <laughs> was like, wait, I'm lucky that I caught yeah. the gutter. It ripped all the skin off the inside of my oh. right arm when I slid down the gutter before I caught it with my fingers. Oh! But as I was hanging there, I was like, well, shit, I can just drop down now that I've caught myself. It's like, that gutter will hold 170 pounds, no problem. <laughs> oh, man. I about yeah. fell. All on video of me falling off the ladder. <laughs> I about fell off my shop, shoveling the snow off. I shoveled off the house and then shoveling off the shop. 12-foot walls, metal roof, and I don't like being up high anyway. You guys have heard me bitch about that. So I put a rope over the over the shop to mm-hmm. a tree on one side and to my Polaris Ranger on the other, climbed up there, found the middle of that rope, tied a loop in it, and then tied a, a rope around my middle to that loop, and I'm shoveling away and I shoveling away. I can see Temple away. like sliding off, hanging upside down. <laughs> exactly. I was very worried about that, so I made the rope short. So I'm <clears throat> shoveling and shoveling, and I get a, a piece to go, and then I'm following it down the freaking metal roof. I'm like, oh, God! But oh, I was man. tired. I wasn't going to stop until I hit the ground. It was ridiculous. I hated it. Man, I, you know, it's almost, well, I can't say worse, but it's almost as bad being like tied off incorrectly uh, like i had to take i had to take fall protection course like a couple times you get yourself hanging sideways or upside down you can't get yourself up. oh yeah you can, or, or you if you self-arrest yourself like nope. out of the situation yeah that's in. the problem is you can fall like sometimes or even like even like in like regular harnesses you can sometimes die from like getting you well, know you or have like stuck. your legs fall off or whatever because yeah like oh, a lot of harnesses now will have yeah circulation issues like we'll have like some of my tree stand harnesses have them it's like a little pouch yeah, with a just cutter. a, a well no it's you it mine has, came with a cutter oh that's like cool. a freaking thing to like a little razor blade yeah. and a like one of them seatbelt cutter things yeah 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 like one oh, of those that's cool. it's hanging in the pouch but another well the thing is that these ones have you pull it out and it's a strap with a loop that you can put your foot through. To relieve oh, some of the pressure. Yeah. They even showed us, they like made us look at a picture of a dude who like had his harness too tight or too loose and like popped one of his nuts out of Ooh. his goodie bag. Oh, oh. Bad, oh, like, yeah, you want to talk about traumatizing. I'd put my harnesses on tight now. That's <laughs> wow. wow. I've, being tied off wrong could be really, really bad. I'm not saying anybody should do it the way I did. I'm saying that I tied it so short I wasn't going to fall okay. off the edge. Yeah. yeah, no. There you was. should see some of the shoddy. I learned how to make a harness out of just a piece of webbing, where you just like take a huge loop, like maybe I don't know four foot in diameter, and you wrap the double around here like this. But then you pull the back loop through here, and you clip all three spots right here. So you're sitting in it, and you can oh you yeah. can sit in it. But if you fall, you could fall out of yeah, it. You know, it's yeah. not one of those things that would ever 
if you're sitting in it only. This ain't OSHA approved. Help you. Hell yeah. no. <clears throat> yeah. But it, I mean, it works. Right. Yeah. No, the way I was doing it wasn't the right way, but it because uh, it was short, it kept me from sliding off the yeah. roof that day. Yeah. Metal roofs are rough too. Ugh. I did, but I did, which I should have even. I even told my wife I was like, "Yeah, we should." Well, I didn't really want to have that fail though. It's like the woodshed could be like the litmus test. Once the woodshed collapses, oh, then eh, maybe it's time to shovel off some other stuff. But uh, no, nah, I just said screw it and did the garage, the front porch, kind of awning and. The woodshed. Yeah, I'm, I'm always like, oh, yeah, we got three houses. I got the house I live in, the house that I used to live in, plus we got a rental. And it's all super cool. You know, you feel real good about yourself and like got then all this sh- shit until you get a bunch of snow and you got to yeah. deal with <laughs> three different places, you know. This place, the freaking tree fell, the power line comes down, and then it's buried to the rental cabin. Yeah. Did you guys tree- lose power at all? Here for like an hour or something like that while we were gone, but sorry to interrupt. Um, tree hit that and it it hit the top of the so it comes off the line, then it runs down a pipe, goes underground through the breaker box, goes underground. The tree hit the top and it pushed off. I don't know what exactly happened because I wasn't here and I wasn't looking at it, but the weather head got ripped off and it pinched the three wires from the power company off that feed the main breaker and it cut through the case on them and it done pop over so they came and they're like oh it's just the breaker ding 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 sparks started flying (laughs) so they climbed up and rolled back this whole service so then i'm like well i'm not down here you know lower 48 i was like i'm not calling an electrician i can you know, I got to go back there and put eyes on it and see exactly what the problem is. So next thing you know, it's like by the time I got back here, it was like 35 below zero. Yeah, it I'm got real there, cold. putting a ladder that. up on a freaking <laughs> power pole, fucking 30 below zero, climbing up there, dealing, dicking around, trying to figure out what's wrong with it. But yeah, I just had to run a couple of new. Two of the three wires were pinched, not mm. pinched off, but like pinched through their coat, their like coating on the outside. Yeah. And they were just like laying on a metal pipe. Oops. Yeah. We lost power for probably 15 hours. It was overnight anyway. Like we woke up in the night and Erica's saying she had a text that power was back. So I'm half awake. I'm like, all right, let me go shut this generator and shit off and turn the power back on. Nothing happens. I'm like, hey, what? (laughs) Oh, let me. Oh, no, it's back gone. Like, well, now I got to fucking put everything back. We we had enough generator to keep our cold cold our freezers in the house frozen and you know, Wi-Fi and TV so we didn't lose in lose our minds hanging out with each other. How about your heat? Wood stove. You don't you know and it'll keep everything. We like got all a your boiler. Pipes from we were and everything. We were pretty cognizant. If we'd had to, we'd have we'd have cycled through the breakers to where our generator would have run the boiler if we needed. Yeah, but. Didn't have to. Power came back on. How'd you that hook became. it up? Not the right way. How did you do it? <laughs> uh, I I've had I, this conversation like four times in the last. I spliced a male, uh, the male plug in onto the female end of a extension cord. Uh-huh. Plugged it into the generator and plugged the other male end into my house. You just plugged it into in a receptacle. 
near the breaker box, yeah. And and that one feeds into that. That is not recommended. And that feeds into that line. Yeah. So you only have each one that you plug it into, that line you're on. I guess if you do it near enough to the breaker box, you can... You can power more crap than just that one. That yeah, but one you can't because each breaker is only one home run. Of I can't explain. Dude, just wire. get a transfer switch. Put I in. do. I've got the. I've got the hardware. It's just not installed. Oh, I. I just need to do it. Is all I need to set See, this place. Since we do. got. Since we had. I had my brother-in-law come put a transfer switch in. And got generator and everything. I have yet to have to use it at all <laughs> for like two years, which is good. If that's my insurance plan, yeah, that's good. Fair deal. enough, you oh, know, because yeah. they're down with those kind of plans. Like, yeah. what, I think it was Christmas morning was the only we lost. Which I mean, there was people around town, like around Fairbanks, without power for days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some like out Ilson Farm Road was like five or six days, maybe. I Some don't know. even longer. There's people like further down than that that still didn't have power, like. A week ago, I was Jeez. talking to Frankie, and he was just like, "Yeah, there's still people just south of here that still don't have power." That's a long like, haul without power, shit, unreal. Man. Especially if they they don't have a way to. You don't live down there without having a way to. That's what makes sense. Know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure people do, but you for should mo- for the most most people that are going to live that far out of town. They live out there for a reason, and yeah. they're able to live that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of the people we know that live down there, like, I mean, they started out off off grid, right? You know? Yeah, so that was just and kind the line, of the norm. The power line showed up after they were already living there. Yeah, yeah. but it, uh, yeah, I said, I, I Christmas morning, I started the sled and was in the garage to get the to drag the generator out and hook it up, and then power came back by the time on. you actually yeah yeah so i didn't even get it didn't even get it drug out which is fine as excited as i was to get to play with my toys right you should run your generator at least a couple of times a year just yeah to keep it running well you got to keep the polarity of the generator will go it'll die it won't you'll fire oh. up your generator and the engine will be like run fine won't produce any power Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I usually do start the way it to up fix that of- is you hook up, so you get your generator running, and if it's not producing any power, you plug in, you cut the end, so you plug the male end into the generator, you cut the end of the cord off, and you get yourself a positive and a negative, and you touch them to a battery. Huh. You put them on a battery, and it'll jumpstart your generator and then it'll charge itself up and make power again i had no idea i had a generator and i was like this thing's a piece of shit and like i use this thing for years and i leave it sit for a year and now it's like won't thing starts right up runs no problem kicks ass won't produce a lick of power like Hmm. you couldn't even run a fucking toothbrush off of it nothing so I went into uh, Woodway, and I talked to, what the fuck's that guy's name? John, I think. And he was like, oh, yeah, you got no, you just lost the polarity in your generator. Um, common up here, a lot of people have this exact same problem. All you got to do is, just like I just stated, yeah. fucking no shit, I went home, <laughs> cooked the battery out of my truck, brought it down there, 
cut an extension cord end off, ding, powered up, done. Huh. Wow, that's yep. cool. Yep. I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Yep. So you, 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 can, you like touch it to the battery once the generator, when the motor's running. already running? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And sure enough, that generator happened to particular, had a light on it. Little red light that glowed that showed that it was producing power, and as soon as I was like hit those that positive and that negative, bing light came on. I was like, huh. "Holy shit!" So I grabbed something else. I grabbed a <laughs> skill saw or something and plugged it in. It was like, ring. I was like, "No way!" <laughs> That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, but they say like a lot of um, generators are. You should run them because a lot of people would be like, five years, oh, I don't have power. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you need it, and you start it, and it doesn't work. So fire up your generator, plug something in, use it every year, at least a couple of times. Yeah. And keep that generator actually polarized, I think is what they what he called, said. Um, so my parents, when I went home to see them, they just got set up with because they get power outages all the time and like for long periods of time. Yeah. So they just got set up with this deal, uh, a propane, fourteen kW generator, and if the power goes off like instantly, so it finally happened here like a week ago. My mom was like, "Oh, thing is awesome, power's out for like four seconds." And bam, everything's back on again. Hmm. So it's a it's hooked into their propane tank. And as soon as the power goes out, it transfers off. It's like a tr- automatic, automatic transfer switch. Yeah. Transfers to the propane generator, starts, but the whole thing's run through a computer on its own so that even if it's not needed once a month, it starts itself up, oh, runs like- for a half an hour, and then shuts itself off again. Just to maintain Just to everything. make sure yeah. everything's working, like nothing, no big deal or whatever. But with it like a lot of people do up here, you're like into the garage or the shed, drag the generator out and yeah, you know, deal with it. No, and that's I spent cool. a long time up here with generators and yeah. dealing with them and stuff with my I mean great solar power is great from you know, what I got going up there at my house, but it's not uh, always in the winter no. conducive to you know, so no. like a lot of dealing with generators and I've gone through a pile of generators dealing with them. Them Honda 2000 watt generators of 2000 watts, 2kW generator can't do it for you. You can tether them together and uh-huh. give yourself four, or six, uh-huh. you know, whatever. Just like keep stacking them. They're awesome generators. They run really fuel efficient. Um, but all I was ever using it for was charging a battery bank. So it'd be like go out there and run it for an hour, put the batteries into a float state and shut it off again yeah well and you dealt with the generators out at the lodge a little oh, bit yeah. too on but that and that years. was totally different though those are like um northern lights like dudes some you know between nine and 30 kw huge yeah, diesel, diesel generators. generators yeah and that's that's a whole different ball game you know those mm-hmm. things are those things are made to like i mean realistically with a 30 kw you could, you could run run a like freaking laundromat. Well, you could run a small fucking village. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, yeah. like we were running. You know, you got three uh, guest cabins plus a shop with fucking 
vacuum sealers and processing room Stand, plus walk-in freezer free, yeah it's exactly yeah. all sort of stuff um so i think it was they had a a 28 and a 32 kw and then we went back and forth like one day this one one day that one yeah every other day and then at night you switched onto that little nine kw them little north that little northern lights just for the generator at night. which is like those northern lights that little nine kw a lot of uh, commercial fishing boats have those in them that they use huh. for the like running lights at night and all you know keeping everything cold and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. that living off grid is is something. Pop kept our house powered with Yanmar generators and battery banks. Yep. Like if we wanted to do laundry, the generator had to be running. Yep. Yep. I could do laundry. I mean, I have laundry at my house, like mm-hmm. washer and dryer. The dryer's yeah. propane though. Ah. So that tunes down huge yeah. on the you on know, the you still need power to tur- to to turn turn the drum. To but turn you don't the drum. but you don't need like a 240 cuz you don't need the heat. Yeah. You're not getting electric yeah. heat, you're getting propane heat. Uh, we so, used a clothesline. Excuse me, we didn't have a dryer. We Well, at any rate, it. even yeah. a washer. I mean, yeah. but with that with that Honda, I could do you know, I wouldn't run my battery bank because you just drain the thing instantly yeah. trying to do laundry. But when I was fired up the generator to charge the batteries, I'd do laundry at the same time. Yeah. I like, you know, kind of. Yeah. You get you develop same. a plan. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, he had a. Now I give my money to GVEA. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan made the cover. Oh yeah, yeah. He was on my brother in law was on the cover there. He's 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 moving up the ranks there apparently. But yeah, uh yeah. no. It doesn't get me any better of a deal. He was <laughs> he was actually out of power longer than we were. Oh wow. Yeah. I think they were out of power for a couple of days. No, it was like I, you know, I mean it's living in Alaska, like you're gonna have to deal you with shit. Be a little prepared yeah. for you know, some of this like, shit. Yeah. Which most following our you, you know, most people are and it's not that big a you know, it's not that big. It's just inconvenience most of the time. But that, uh, then that freaking tornado, like windstorm that hit oh, Wasilla dude. a couple days after. planes and People bitching about what happened up here. And then you started looking at what happened down oh, there. Oh, that was bad. Like, yeah. Fuck, you, got nothing to, you got nothing to complain about. A little bumpy road around here. How about your sh- half your building is gone and your airplane is upside down in your yard? Yeah, that it was, looked pretty uh, rough. It was bad. I mean, normally, like, it's, I like to make fun of, like, what, you know, people south of the Alaska <laughs> range, when they start complaining, you know, it's like, oh, it's too below, it's, it's you yeah. know, start complaining about the cold, but no, that looked like a serious, like, a, some serious business. That looked pretty damn That was miserable. bad, <clears throat> a pretty bad, just freak wind, windstorm, you know. And it was windy up here too, right after Christmas. Windy, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. We were a little worried about trees falling over near the house, but just branches fell off them. Yeah, I pretty much like when we moved into our house. I it was within a year. I knocked down the biggest tree, which I, I mean, it was a nice looking tree, but it didn't look especially healthy. And you just, just look at that tree, and I'm like, "Oh, that fucker's going to end up on the house." I've removed the worst ones, and now it's a. It's uh, as they evolve, as they, yeah, 
I remove the ones. And then that I Operation feel I have Smoke to. Jumper or whatever you know when the fire a couple of summers ago when the that big fire was on the other side of the ridge from well, Operation the fucking you're like your parents are here yeah that's right. a lot of extra hands get everybody over here yeah <laughs> I mean Frank dragged his parents over to help us haul shit. Off because yeah we were knocking down tree you know I was knocking down trees and brush and stuff you yeah know. in fact I think that was the last the last time or the only time I had had Pete Bust uh-huh. on because I had him inspecting he's you know such a long time <laughs> fire guy oh, yeah. I had him inspecting and he's like oh yeah that's fine which I can't wait to read this book um, Pete did and he mentioned it on there. Me caribou is on fire. Yeah, his, his book he's finally done and it's published. It's a hoot. Um, do you know if? Read. Do you know if he ha- where he has it for sale? Temple or? Uh, I believe it is on Amazon. He's also got uh, a bunch in his garage here in Fairbanks, but he's he's snowbirding on the East Coast right now. Um, his uh, he's got family in town that also have hard have copies to to sell but i do believe it is on amazon and he'll be back in fairbanks in in march i believe to to sell them and sign them nice yeah i can't wait to i've been looking forward to reading that so it'll be yeah the it it's funny he's a good storyteller yeah no we need you know that's because i didn't i guess it was last year with covid that he they stayed all winter I think so, and or the year before these years yeah, freaking he, he blend takes together. It off. They normally bug out of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, they they'll they'll go hang out for a few months back east to maintain that property, and and then they'll uh, they'll turkey hunt no. in the spring there as well. When he comes back up, we'll have to have him back back over. Yeah, they've been keeping me in feather fletchings for the last few years. It's been pretty. Oh, nice. with turkeys, yeah, yeah, that you can tie on them. Them bent sticks you're shooting. <laughs> They're pretty straight now. They're but pretty straight. I got to maintain them, dude. I gave. Have you been you shooting? Did. No, not recent. Not since. No, no, I haven't. Not for the last couple of months. Um, I have not. You did give me some Easter, some some of them Axis two sixties, and I got. We did get those tuned up. And, and you're I, like, man, I can't believe how much a real, how well a real arrow flies. It it really was <laughs> something. It made me it made me work harder on my wooden ones to make them fly less erratic. Uh, I got nothing. I, I, I <laughs> oh, I'm just giving you the shit. Wood really, really makes me. Well, happy that's what when you like, man. So that's you love wood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Natural materials. Oh man, I yeah, love, I was love rifles. <laughs> yeah, however, I can get them into my freezer, but when I yeah, I got nothing. No, I I, I hadn't I, been shooting at all really either. A little bit in my in my garage uh-huh. just to kind of work on my shot because I'm nerdy like that. But and uh, I was supposed to go to Shot Show, and all you know, a bunch of companies were pulling out and stuff, so. I got told that it wasn't gonna, you know, wasn't gonna be worth my time to go there. So, I just went over, went to Denver to hang out with Tom Clum and do some some archery stuff with him. 
That place is fucked, man. I've never been to Colorado. Until yeah, Christmas. that was yeah because Frank was just down there before. <laughs> then he's Texas. Such a crock of shit that place. Crowded or what? Oh Crowded God, and asphalt. So or... many people. Oh. It's just absurd. It's oh. disgusting. Really. It's like great view if you just like drop a fucking. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> this right here. We got to turn this into glass right here, and that'll make everything better. I'm it's sure it's like so. There is like it was so absurd to me. <laughs> like, I really can't still wrap my head around like how many people in such a small spot. A few years ago, we went. We drove from uh, Mobile, Alabama, to Michigan to hang out with family. Mm-hmm. It was physically sickening. The highways we went across. Oh yeah, it was like eight lanes, and I'm sure there yeah. was more. But eight lanes is what comes to my mind yeah like four this way four that way it's like in denver it's like six i think some of the places oh. like everybody's going 85 miles an hour and if you're not going 85 miles an hour you're, you're holding danger to up. yourself and oh, everyone around God. you like that when, is absurd when we drove around cincinnati there was the big portable dot like billboards you know that they'll park on the side of the yeah, road yeah it says don't go outside the air is poison i'm like wow and they're giving me crap for a wood stove? What the hell? Because yeah. of how bad the smog was there in May, apparently. Holy it was ridiculous. Shit. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. It, uh... I don't know. I just had this. Never been. I mean, I've been to Denver mm-hmm. to the airport Yeah. before a couple of different times. I think I've But been I don't to ever Denver consider, airport. like, you haven't been somewhere until you've actually yeah. Like, yeah. been there for a few days or whatever. Like, actually, like, don't count. traveled around and looked at stuff. And. Don't get me wrong. I guarantee there's a lot of awesome places in Colorado. I was there to visit family for 10 days, and they happened to live just outside of Denver. And then a sister that we went down to Colorado Springs to visit, which is another just peppered, peppered peppered-ass place. So I didn't get to see a lot of... like What I probably would would imagine is true Colorado right now. Right, but, that's like visiting Anchorage and saying you've been well, to Alaska. Well, even even right, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, and, I, and that's why I don't want to like talk too much shit. But <laughs> that little tiny state has five point eight million people that live in it, wow. and the majority of them live right around Denver and Colorado. You know, there's got to yeah. be like in just a few of these cities. Yeah, but I think it's just t- it's just tougher to get away from everybody, man, just than it is here, like way significantly. Oh yeah, and I'm not saying by any means that everybody should come here. No, <laughs> but if you do, I, rewind and listen to us talk shit about all the bullshit we had to do over right at Christmas. <laughs> just, right, but yeah. I it just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how can people? How the fuck can people live like this? Like it's conditioning. Oh, it's hor- It's so gross. It's you know. Anchorage. There's people like houses that are l- less than two hundred feet away. Well, and like people don't even know each other. They're like not on that trip to Michigan where we drove around Cincinnati. Like porches are spitting distance af- apart. Yeah, it's. I couldn't well, well, the fire because which right Frank next was to each other, and they don't even fucking know each other. Would, like no clue who your neighbor is. It's some of these people live twenty feet apart, and they have not never laid eyes on each other, don't talk to each other, nothing. It's like 
so uh just seems so out of touch to me. It's like weird. Yeah. Well, and we're not I'm not going to make any accusations, but Frank was down there when this big fire started. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and I went walking outside and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? This ain't Joe ain't got a brush fire going over next door. So, like, there's some serious. I was like, I, well, I'm, I live in Alaska. I know what a serious fire smells like, and this is fucking huge. Well, the thing, because I, I didn't actually see any of it, but we, you know, when we were driving, we were driving around, uh, going to like dinner at, at one night. It was like, they're like, oh, yeah, just right, you know, basically right, right over that hill. There. The and, day and I'm before. like, and it was like, there's no brush, there's no trees, it was all houses. Oh yeah, that like, yeah, plastic and asphalt roofs, yeah. and fucking siding and shit burning. Uh, I mean, it started off in grass, like a and tree, shit, but it yeah. was like, yeah. Um, the day before that fire started, I was at a restaurant like that's, I think it's gone now. Jeez, like the whole area that I was in went for lunch. Fucking gone. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And they were like, oh, yeah, 400 places. It started out 300, and then the next day they were like, yeah, we seem to have got a handle on it now. They had a drone up, and it looks like about 400 people. It was like a 1,000 like, businesses and homes gone. And it happened in like, I don't know, 15, 16 hours or something. Jeez. It didn't even take very long. It was just like, poof. But I could see, because we went, did, went to some places and went hiking and stuff, and I was like, damn, it's dry around here. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of water. <laughs> I was like, everything's pretty brown. <laughs> but that's the other thing. You're like, oh, let's go here and go hiking. And we got there, and I was like, we got to find someplace different. There's like light, There's like a hiking trail. Yeah. And there's fucking like... A hundred people in a line following each other like sheep on a fucking trail. I was like, I can't go up there. I can't do this. I can't go and get in a line to go hike up on the side of a mountain. I I cannot subject myself to this. No way. (laughs) It's wild. Just, yeah, something else. It's different, man. It is uh, totally different deal. It was kind of weird. One day I took and drove drove down actually i had to drive down and pick up my elk meat that had never got shipped um it had been done like since the beginning of december at the processor down there and the outfitter that we hunted with was supposed to come pick it up and arrange shipping and ship it up here and that didn't happen so <laughs> i was in denver I, well even when you were there because you thought that you know with all the flight delays and shit yeah i they thought got, I, I was like oh I, I got extra days here man it looks like eight extra days yeah we'll get your freaking elk meat <laughs> yeah. it's like nice little drive but uh no yeah you guys were what well, it was only just a couple days later i think that you got a flight out or it was yeah we finally got 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 dialed in that whole thing that's like a whole nother story like Holy shit. The whole flight delay thing. Yeah, that was a mess. Big time. But that, then I got to end up finally, they told us eight days, and then we finally got 24 hours later a call back from Alaska Airlines because they weren't even answering. <laughs> they were just like, leave your number and we'll call you back. It took uh-huh. 24 hours for them to call back, and they are like, oh yeah, we got two two seats on, on this flight, blah, 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 and it was only like 
three days away and we're like sign us up like get us on there yeah reservations cool got to the airport there was a flight leaving earlier and i quick ran down to the gate and i was like oh shit this one's going to fairbanks i was like oh let me go down here and i'll see if i can like sneak us on here early no well this one's full blah 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 so we got on our flight and sit down we got on standby on an another earlier flight and ended up on the flight and we sit down i'm waiting we're waiting 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 and then all of a sudden they're like okay we're gonna close her up we're gonna we're gonna take off and i was like there's like six empty seats on this plane what the fuck is the problem like everybody that i know is like waiting and wanting a flight and like nobody can get on these flights and here we're about to take off and there's whole bunch of empty seats on this plane what the hell yeah weird what the hell super bizarre yeah but anyway i didn't have to wait eight days it was no i kind of i missed that i didn't have any didn't have any issues but yeah one day left like five o'clock in the morning it's like i'm gonna just get a drive down there and get my elk meat i'll either ship it back air cargo or did you rent a car when you were there no um Tom just had me borrow his truck. I was oh, going to, because they actually have a, a rental car place right next to their shop, like in the same mm-hmm. building. And I was going to rent one, but he was like, no, nah, just take my truck. So oh, right on. Um, anyway, I drove down. I left like five. And it was a weird trip because, you know, like I, it's like different worlds and times in your life. Like I left from, you know, hanging out with Tom. And mid-morning, I'm driving through where I grew up, and I hadn't been back in... Where is that? Where did, what's, it's, the town, uh, what's the town? Like, what's the location either way? Hooper, I mean. Hooper and Mosca are the towns I grew up in. Um, they're about seven miles apart. They're north of Alamosa is, like, the biggest town. Okay. And, you know, like, my in my memory, it seems, like, as big or bigger than Fairbanks, but it's smaller than Fairbanks. All right. Memory um, will do that, too. Yeah. Like, everything seems bigger when you're a kid. I, I technically went through there in November um, because it was it's the closest el- airport to where we were elk hunting. So I ended up flying out of there. But I got into town at, like, 1030 at night and can't, left yeah, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Can't see shit. Not no. Like, so, not a good chance to look around. So, uh no, I drove through about mid morning, and uh, yeah, it was just weird. Like memory, like memory lane, big time. I hadn't, I hadn't been there in years, and really. And so on the way through, I pull into the little like gas station, you know, little town gas station, the pit stop where you'd been. It's like, well, I need, I need to stop and grab something to eat anyway. So go in there, sure shit, see someone I know, like. Just in there for five minutes. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, That's wild. Like yeah. someone like high school or well, so, like, yeah, it was uh, parents, friends, a lady who stuff. like they were, um, you know, their kids are a lot younger, and her son who was like a baby. I remember when I was a kid, but just like you know, local people we knew that you know from the town. Yeah, they come walking in when I was like paying for my stuff and said hi and hmm. on down the road. And, Interesting. And yeah, it was like a couple hours from there that then I get into, you know, into New Mexico, like where we'd been elk hunting a few months before, picked up my meat, went, talked to my, the kid that was my guide, works at a taxidermy shop down there. So I went and 
shot the shit with him for a little bit, turned around, came back, and... Did you take, do you have your elk skull, all that? Not yet. No, it was, because uh, Barnes, Barnes Bullets used that for their booth display and shot show. Oh, I got you. So I'm still waiting on getting that, but... Gotcha. It is out of New Mexico, <laughs> anyway. But, uh, anyway, came back and... I get, you know, talked to, gave a call to my, my dad's cousin on the way up and said, oh, what are you up to? And they were like loading potato trucks or something. So I ended <laughs> up stopping by there, you know, stopping by, they were just finishing up when I was done. I bought, I stopped at like Walmart and bought a couple totes to, cause I about decided to just bring my meat back as luggage oh, once I yeah. saw how much it was, which it was like only like 130 pounds, maybe mm-hmm. cut and wrapped. That number like, just boggles me. Those elk are not moose, man. Yeah. They're not moose. There's less meat on them per, yeah. and per Even length. the elk we have up here are those Roosevelt. Roosevelt, elk, yeah. and They're just way bigger. Massive compared yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought like on the hoof, I was like, ah, this is like maybe, you know, 30% bigger than a really big bull caribou. Yeah. Um, But. Yeah, I'm like hashtag like fill in the freezer my ass. <laughs> it's like maybe maybe three or four of them. Yeah, that's but just it. Yeah, I mean you Guy like less to, like, than let like, three or four states to what, get like a year's worth of meat. Uh, like yeah. elk, if you yeah. all you wanted to eat yeah. was elk. Like what I got out of that elk, way less than half of a moose. Yeah, you know, wow. which it just is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's it's good meat. And I'm glad to get it back, but no, I saw that, you know, so saw them and stopped and, and hung out with my couple of my aunts for a little bit and freaking hit the road and back at it. It was kind of a weird day, but it was pretty cool. It's weird. Was it long? How long oh, did you have to long. drive? Yeah. Huge. No, it was yeah. about like, it was about like driving to Toke and back Yeah, in a day. It was like 14, five and a half, five and a half hours six hours down oh, and, and same, yeah. same back with some stopping in between. So, I mean, it was all day. I left at like five o'clock in the morning, got back at eight thirty or something. And those guys, you're, you're, I mean, you were staying right outside of Denver somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah. within half an hour of Denver or something. Yeah. yeah. Within the radius of where Frank wants to drop. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I call it all Denver, but it's like 40 different <laughs> towns. And each town's got yeah, and I think it used to be specific like separate towns exactly, but now they've all just kind of like grown together. You should just see the construction down there. It's like I was like, shit, I could just walk into any subdivision and be like, I tile, and I'd guarantee I'd be (laughs) tiling within an hour. (laughs) But there's you just see if it's not like actually being built, there's like hillsides that are getting terraced like huge dozers and excavators working where they're like putting in sewer and water and electric and like road systems and stuff where they're just like building subdivisions putting all the posts they're gonna connect they're gonna build a house around everything yeah yeah jeez yeah but i saw antelope first ones that i've ever seen i've never seen seen antelope that was cool to see them like out in a you know, there's like this one area where we were halfway between uh, Denver and Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, this kind of spot. I was like, I could handle this. Yeah. There's like nothing, like nothing but fields. 
And I looked out. No, it was actually Carrie was like, oh, there's something out there. And I looked out and I was like, holy shit, look at that. That's cool. Saw some mule deer. A couple of different places. Um, Does or could you tell? Like, would they, would the bucks, whatever the, they call them, bucks, right? Yeah. They'd have yeah, lost yeah. their antlers by then. Oh, no. no? Well, maybe. I maybe. don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Um, all the the deer that I saw were, a couple of them were a long ways away, and I didn't have binos, and yeah. I couldn't tell because we were driving at yeah, 70 yeah. miles yeah. an hour or whatever. And the other ones that I saw were really close, and they were they were all does. They were baldies. Yeah. Yeah. That was outside of Boulder. We went for a drive one mm. day, and um, we kind of went up in the mountains on the, I don't know, west side of Boulder. Went up and like walked around in the woods a little bit and kind of walked out and some, just checking some shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like the drive, the drive I went, you could take either I twenty five down, kind of through Colorado Springs and all that. Yeah, I didn't want to hit any like morning traffic, so I just went up. There's another highway two eighty five that goes and cuts well, down through yeah, the middle yeah. of the state and yeah. it was like it wasn't a bad drive at all yeah you know there's there's people but it's a little bit more like like what you get up here when you're driving you just like don't see that many people right yeah no and i think i mean colorado springs is um army air force there's yeah. multiple military um, well, they have the Air Force Academy there, there and there's like I think yeah. Fort Ca- is it Fort Carson. So you end up with a lot of yeah. people that are right there that are all military. Well, not all, but yeah. ma- um, like a majority. No. And that whole military. front, that call it the front range, kind of yeah. on the edge of the mountains. There, it's all pretty populated. But and I was like, yeah. well, shit, you can drive up to fourteen thousand whatever feet, Pikes Peak. One day we we're like, well, let's go. You know, we're hanging out. I'm like, shit, I got a t-shirt on. It's like 50 degrees. <laughs> like, Let's just drive up there. So I don't need to call. <laughs> yeah, Let's just go. We got there and, oh, yeah, it's a blizzard. It's blowing 85 up there. We're closed down. Sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so there's like all of a sudden this line starts forming of all these people that are like, oh, well, they'll open it up and we'll get up there. So I got out of the car and I walked up to the gate. There are some park service people or whatever they are. I don't know exactly oh, what wow, they are, like feds or their state or whatever. But I walked up to this guy and I was like, you work here all the time? And he's like, every day. And I was like, I see this line. I don't like lines. <laughs> I was like, you give me scale one to ten. What are the chances we're going up there today? And he says... Negative one. <laughs> I was like, thank you, sir, for your time. Have a good day. It. I'm out of here. I'm going to find something else to do. <laughs> I was like, I kind of figured that I wasn't getting up there, but I'm not going to stand here and wait. I was like, there's other things that I can do yeah. and waste a day oh, sitting yeah. in a car waiting to drive. See, that's the difference. Proactive, being proactive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh man. One to ten, I got a negative one. <laughs> All right, see you later. Appreciate yeah. your honesty. Yeah. Here's a tip. Mm-hmm. No, it's a different thing having to deal with people, man. Like, we're just so, like, bombasted that we had to deal with a couple idiots on our sheep hunt as remote as oh. we were. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, that's two, <laughs> and that's two people. It's like, what the 
fuck. It's too, too many people. <laughs> too, too many people. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way Frank, like, s- just s- speaks his mind and says shit, you know, like, that's on an, that podcast. That's what he Because someone said he laughed like, some people never should have been born. <laughs> and I, then, I you know, in the temple, he walks in. He's like, Temple, you nitwit. <laughs> <laughs> I go whatever. I, I kicked over a beer and moved in the chair. Like, I give you two beers. You set one of them down. You turn around. You kick it over on the floor. I was like, Jesus, At least dude. it wasn't open yet. Oh, that's that's uh, at least that. Yeah. And then it got to calm down while I drank the first beer. Yeah. Just pay attention. Well, and I'll tell you one thing. Like, I. When I was coming back, I had that hoodie on my the, the oh yeah the tundra hoodie yeah, and I had these pants in my I recently bought a pair of just like slip on work boot yeah. shoes like yeah. I, I'm walking every time I look down I'm like man I look like a tall Frank <laughs> <laughs> like, like some work boots like some work boots great pants, pants. Great. yeah <laughs> oh yeah. Some dude looked down at my sweatshirt uh, yesterday at Fred's, and he's like, trees are for traction till you hit one straight on and it <laughs> through your radiator. And I was like, well, whatever, man. That's not my problem. <laughs> <sighs> Shouldn't have been going so fast. Yeah, bad news. I haven't gotten any comments about my Tundra Talk sweater. Or my merciless Indian savage well, sweater. because everyone's afraid to talk to you, Temple. I don't think I put off that kind of energy. Do I? I don't like, know. I, I would mean, have to. I can't speak objectively because yeah. I know <laughs> you. Do you kick and stuff And I don't over, take you. And I don't take you seriously. Like all around you, all the time. <laughs> only in your. Only in here. Only around. <laughs> only around nice things. Right. Oh, you got nice shit. Not for long. I'm here. <laughs> Oh, well, Dude, I, how did the pump, the fuel pump work? Fantastic. I, it's, it's, you see how it leaks a little bit? A little like, bit. A little bit on the bottom. Not enough for me to care. Yeah, exactly. But uh, never, I, I filled up that 100-gallon like tank quick. It yeah. surprised me how quick it pumped out 50 gallons. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised as hell. Wait until you step up to where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, me and Frank, we haul our own fuel. Um and in my at the back of my house, I can gravity feed a 55-gallon drum into the house with a spigot on the small bung of a 55-gallon drum. Frank uh, can't gravity feed where he's at, so he got a, what is that, a 250-gallon tank out there? That I saw it by, by, in one of your special parking spots. Anyway. Oh, that's my water hauler. Oh, that's your water hauler? I, I never ended up. I just have three 55-gallon yeah. drums, so I can haul ah. 150 at a, at a whack yeah. right now. And I was pumping by mm-hmm. hand, like with that with that hand pump. And yeah. I was just, it fucking takes forever, man. Yeah. Like for what I was doing, I got If you got to do of, three at a time, I was doing one at a time, one today and one tomorrow. Not a big, not a no. big deal, exactly. I like to just be get it, get it over with, so... The other thing is I was having to haul because the one fuel tank for the house is up there a ways. Yeah. And I'd have to take a 55-gallon drum out of the truck, put it in a sled, <sighs> tow it up a trail up to the house, then set it up, put the pump in it, uh-huh. and then hand pump it in the tank. Well, now I have uh, – it hooks onto the truck battery. Yeah. 
And you got enough and line got to go like from your truck gas to gas the- pump <laughs> handle on it, you know, like the regular uh-huh. head on it. So I can just walk up there. I got 70 feet of fuel line all hooked up, and I can just like just walk away from, from your truck, truck and go up there and hook it up to the battery, turn everything on, and pump until 55 gallons is done. Takes about five and a half minutes to uh-huh. get a 55 gallon drum empty. Yeah. That's not bad at all. No. No, it kicks Especially ass. when you're not hand pumping it. Just pull the hook yeah. it up and it's quicker than it, quicker than it is to fill it up at the gas station which oh, almost, yeah. i mean i'm close the only it depends on which pump you end up with yeah and people are like oh i'm waiting for the high flow i'm waiting for that i'm like Fuck i'm waiting that. for the first fucking first pump that's empty i don't give a shit yeah. how long it takes like which i just want to fill up and get out of here yeah. so which i'm still i mean the only one the only thing i haul fuel for because we don't really use i mean i feel i get the i just get it Delivered or have been for the house tank, mm-hmm. like once every two years, because mm-hmm. yeah. we just don't Top use. We use hardly don't use much. Use like maybe a hundred gallons a year. It is, but the so garage much. You, it is so much more expensive to have it delivered. It's like absurd. we figured it out. Like did yeah. the math, and we were like, since I moved in with Carrie, we've never had. I've always just done the fuel myself, but I called and got prices and was like okay well how many times would they have to come to fill this one and that one for me to be like shit i should have just bought a freaking fuel pump yeah well it was one and a half fill-ups and i got all the shit that i ended up getting a couple weeks ago and i was like that's oh man it's the same thing with a log splitter i was like oh i could go Buy a log splitter or rent one for 75 bucks a day and do all my wood in a couple of days. And then I was like, well, shit, 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, why didn't I just buy a fucking log splitter? Uh-huh. And now you've benefited from it. I've yep. benefited from it. You know, the thing is basically already it's paid for. Oh, yeah. You know, you know and I went, I went for a long time just splitting everything by hand. And I, I like, I, I kind of enjoyed doing it's that a fun. little bit, but it, it's fun. You enjoy that until you use a log splitter, but it's like, and then you're like, you know, yeah. don't loan me your logs. No, as far, as far as efficiency, <laughs> like, you know, how many times you're handling the wood and all oh, that. Yeah. It's just, it's not even a, it's not even a comparison, but yeah. I, you know, I pretty much just for the garage tank, I'd still just use jugs. Because I don't have to haul it that frequently, but I cannot wait for the freaking bulk plant to get back open. Because yeah. holy shit, man, it's like a oh, it's, it's like a flock of vultures around there Ugh. waiting for the wait just waiting at for the, the one on Illinois pump. Yeah, no, um, are, are you the, about well the Illinois. I, I go over to the airport. We'll see because the well air yeah airport the but sourdough fuel their their bulk plant on Illinois is closed. Yeah. Collapsed. They dis- oh, they demolished no- the building. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I I usually get my heating oil from the sourdough gas stations. Although, like the the one on uh, jo- on off the Johansson off Danby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is big like one the there. most is like the most convenient one for me. But I think, but all the sourdough fuel ones have have heating oil. Pumps. I think so. Even the one uh, off airport. Fucking Esther Gas has it. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, kind of out of my... But well, last time I, I was I mean, in town, I w- it was like three of them backed up at that at that Danby one, and I drove over to the one on airport, and there was nobody there. So, the airport, it's the a my It's a minor inconvenience. Over by the airport. Airport gas and oil. They, they do a, a cash discount, don't they? They do. Yeah. Oh, like a heavy cash discount. And every time that I've been... Their prices are the cheapest 
cheapest in town. Yeah. It's legit. And it's not like you're getting old fuel that fuck. The guy pulls up. through it quick. Almost every time that I'm there, the guy pulls up. And he's always the same dude. So the last time I was there, I was like, how many times a day you come here with that truck? And he's got a truck. And then, a tr- like, pulling another one behind like, it. Yeah, like a double yeah. Tri- yeah, fuel truck. He's track. like, you don't even need to know. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, more than once? He's like, oh, yeah, every day, more than once. Man. Yeah. They're but then you out see you go there, and you're like, holy shit, I got to wait for, like, if I have to wait for, if there's, if I'm out of the parking lot of the gas station and onto that i don't know what that road is right yeah. there dale I road fuck. i think yeah but not it's not it's like off dale road is another road and then you pull into their ah. um into matter. their little parking lot or whatever mm-hmm. if i have to stay on that off road or whatever and i can't even like get to their parking lot yeah. i just fucking drive by i'm like whatever i'll come back tomorrow and i just go extra early in the morning or whatever I end up just going to that sourdough farmer's loop and Joe, uh, farmer's loop and Stees. I spent a lot of yeah. money at that gas station because yeah. our shop used to be up the old Stees from there, uh-huh. kind of down from Curry's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we I, I've spent a lot of money in that. Robert, Robert works there. He's a funny dude. I can't remember the cashier. Names. Yeah, yeah. One of them big old, big, yeah, like pretty big dude. Same, similar ethnicity as yourself. Oh, native. Yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's dude. always happy. Yeah, dude. Robert's always a cool dang guy. happy. Yeah, he recognized me the other day. He's like, "Oh, you're back again." I'm like, "Heck yeah, I'm topping that bitch off." <laughs> yeah, no, we always like, even because I don't really go through there too much anymore. But yeah, every time I go through there, pretty much he's still working. He always we there for a while. We were back going back and forth on like every time we showed up, we'd have like one of us would have a new joke. <laughs> I yeah. can't remember when, uh I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. Or I'm just not going to tell them because they're inappropriate. But Right. The last inappropriate joke here was the Huna Honeys one, and we don't need another repeat oh, that of that. Was pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, what you guys got? You got one cat put up? Yeah, so one far cat. This year? One cat in the last check. There were some wolf tracks, but they were too close to where other people might go, so I didn't. I'm not going to set those up, but uh, this last this last go around, there was coyote and lynx and fox tracks, and there might have even been a wolverine, but it, the tracks were so old it was hard to tell. Yeah, they were they were close together and they were offset, like uh, like a. But they don't have like a real long track. stride like cats do. No, but they're, yeah, no, they were pretty dang close together. Looked like a loping wolverine. And yeah. one will pass through there. You can, you can, it'd be a safe bet that one will pass through once a year. Yeah. But you never know where. Yeah. You never know where or when. That, man, that's like, especially the, the, the country I trap, I haven't trapped in a couple of years, but the country I would Martin trap in, mm-hmm. you know, you would get wolves, you get like one or two wolverines a year, and wolves come through every, you know, every few weeks, but, you know, I just get so jealous of guys that had a lot of wolves around because, you know, you just have so, that many more chances to yeah. hit them. I would have one pack that would hit, you know, certain spots, and then it's a matter of keeping all your gear working. And and it's a hassle. I caught I caught a wolverine one time and couldn't ever track him down. I caught him in a martin pole. Oh. And, I mean, 
I was pretty green to it at that time. I didn't know what what the hell happened. I pull up to my set and it was it was one before I started making the skinny Martin poles. Yeah, like you know you at least from the wisdom I've had passed down over the years from old timers like the you know you like skinny like skinnier the under snow two falls inch off. you know two yeah. inch Martin poles the snow falls off and it's like only the males really want to climb them. As, that as that much. part's a little new to me. I don't recall. You know, at least yeah. at least that's what every you know some of these guys would say was that the that the male Martin were more likely the females were more reluctant to climb those skinny poles. Okay, and that's like the goal. You want to catch more males and females. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this was like one of the first poles I'd made, and it was like a four inch four inch pole. I come around the corner, and it's just like chewed off down to a point. <laughs> You know, like pull up and I scratch my head. I'm like, what, what, what happened? You know, and I'm like, well, like a cat wouldn't fight that. No. And finally I'm like, that's got to be a Wolverine. And it's all like drag circle around where he could just barely get his feet on the ground, chewed off that freaking spruce pole and run off with about four feet of, of Martin pole. Attached to a number attached one, to on, a number his one on his toes. And we found like two spots where he hung up and one spot he had dug all the way down to the dirt and then got loose and followed him like his, like over a mile and just, yeah, he didn't. No shit. He was gone. Yeah. That, and that was like, that was a long time ago. That was the full first, I guess I didn't technically didn't catch him. I temporarily held him by the toes. I, I but, got a lynx in a, in a Martin set once that was, it was a, that was a hot spot. It was a dual set. It was a broken tree that was leaning over, and they'd get a martin trap on the tree yeah, and a big bait hanging off the broke-off end of it, and then some cat traps down on the ground. Yeah, I guess I had a whole lynx hanging off the end of that tree because I, I, I had enough of them. And this big tom lynx, I figure from what happened, he had his paws up on that lynx carcass, chawing away on it, Mm-hmm. pulling on it yanking on it he knocked a guide stick over down into a lynx trap on the ground and the sound of it snapping startled him up he jumped up onto the tree and landed with a back toe in that number one jump on that tree so i show up he's hanging upside down with his front paws on the ground making a big old mountain under him hmm. and uh yeah so i i Dispatch most cats with a noose of a yeah. wire noose on a stick. Yeah. I've decided that if I ever come across that again, I'm just going to shoot him. What happened was I, I walk up to him with the wire noose on a stick and I step inside the catch circle to reach him on the other side of the catch circle. And quicker than I could blink, he's got his paws basically on my boots. <laughs> and I'm just standing there like, he teleported like magic yeah. from yeah. the other side of the catch circle. It was ridiculous. So I put the noose on him and and uh, put him down. But I don't know what would have happened if he if his toe had come out of that trap. If he'd have just run up me and dove off, or if he'd have actually mauled me. I don't doubt there'd be much mauling going. Probably on, not. But, but <clears throat> it was a big old tomcat. He was pretty upset when I showed up. Yeah, they. Uh, there was a guy who. I don't know if you might have met him before, but he he was told me about one time he caught a caught a cat in a Martin set that a Martin pole that he 
he figured his best that it had to be like a that the cats had like a second litter that year or something because it was really little. He said it was like a giant house cat type size, like uh-huh. you know that year's kitten, but like a late late one. They said it's just like sitting there, kind of like hanging, hanging his by feet, hind paw. feet. I don't know if it was hanging and free, you know, free hanging or but you know front paw on the martin set just looking at him and he's like huh. oh, well i can't even i'm not even gonna kill that thing i'll just grab it he said he thought he'd grab it by the scruff of the neck uh, like a cat and oh, then turn bad, it loose and pitch call. it he said no sooner did my like my hand touch a hair on that cat's neck and it was a tornado around my <laughs> like around his Arm, around his arm, just totally shredded his jacket. He says he said he was so pissed he grabbed his twenty two pistol and just dumped the yeah, thing no, in I, that. Just kidding. I just will kidding. Take you I home will with me. <laughs> There's something special in wild critters that domestics don't have. Like I come up on a a Martin that was still alive, and he was. Oh, they get pissed. Vicious. I was not going to touch that. For the size of them? Yeah. It's unreal. I was not going to touch that bitch. Yeah. I clubbed him dead. No, well, like the best. Whack them a little bit. At least you stand on them. That's what I did with mine. Yeah. Just whack them and stand on them. If you've got, yeah, if if, like, if they're on the ground, I mean. Yeah. Hanging ones are ones. The only time, like, I would occasionally get them that were still alive. They don't last very long in a trap. But if you caught them like that night and it was really warm, mm-hmm. you know they would still be alive. And man, they'll just lunge you. Like you come around the corner and they're like that screeching and lunging yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got bit by one because what I would do, at least you know the way I was taught to do it, kind of like fox, you bonk them in the head and then mm. you. But instead of you know, unless you have the right situation you have to squeeze them you know compress their compress their chest knock to, them out and then constrict asphyxiate them. them you know kind of like a fox or a coyote or something but you just to get that grip on them so it kills them really quickly anyway this one didn't quite get knocked out one of them didn't quite get knocked out as much as i thought because it was like slow-mo oh. like i grabbed him and i see his mouth open and he just right on my the tip of my finger. <laughs> Luckily, he got my fingernail, my index finger, you know, didn't actually puncture through the glove, but it turned my fingernail black and blue. Like, the thing bit, like, oddly hard for how little little mm-hmm. they are. But, yeah, they're, it's a good thing they don't weigh 50 pounds. Yeah. Well, then you're dealing with a Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's best just to just... You know, shoot those ones in the ribs too with your twenty-two. Speaking from experience, <laughs> I it can get a little wild. I read a story of this um, trapper south of here. He had a wolverine in a trap, and he goes to dispatch it with the twenty-two, and it the gun's disabled somehow. Doesn't work. I think he later he might have found later that the uh, firing pin was broken. So now he's trying to dispatch a wolverine with a snare like he does cats. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. It wound up being, it wound up being quite eventful, but Uh, he eventually succeeded. Huh. Yeah. There was a guy I talked to who said, uh, said when he was, he was a young guy, like out of high school, running a trap line for helping a guy run a trap line, was out there by himself, super cold, and caught this wolf. And, his twenty two was misfiring, or it was just so cold, you know, 
I can't remember if it was the, the gun was misfiring or it was just so cold that like the bullets weren't going bang. Yeah, it was. It was something was messed up, and he thought, "Ah, oh, well, I'll like nail this thing in the head with axe, you know, or with the bat, you know, the blunt end of an axe." And said it was pretty spooky, you know. Took that thing, reared up, swung down. That thing jumped out of the way and thing hit the floor or hit the hit the ground. <laughs> that wolf hit the end of the chain <laughs> right. Right in front of them. Yeah. I told. I mean, I know I told the story on here about that first fox that I ever caught. But when I got there. It was in a. It, I had. It was like caught in a wolf set. Uh huh. I'm trying to remember. Well, I was like, "Oh, this guy's told me you just knock him in the nose and yeah. knock him out, and then stand on him or squeeze him until they're done." Yeah. So I knocked it out, sit on it, and it's like, "Oh, watch his head," you know. It's like, and then you got to stay on him a little longer. Thing. And I st- thought I was like, oh. okay, well, I'll just stay here for a while. Okay, cool. And I only had that little turtle shell thing on my snow machine at that point in time. Oh, I didn't that's have a right. Nice box, or and I didn't have my my um, sled with me, so I threw the thing in the box, and I was like. Oh, I got a fox, sweet. Oh, I'm fucking badass. You know? <laughs> I go home, I pull into my driveway, and I turn around to get the thing out. And the fucking thing's alive inside oh. this little tiny box oh. on the back of my snow machine. Fucking, I couldn't get near it. Oh. I was like, how the hell am I going to deal with this? I had to sneak around behind it, give him another whack, oh. get him out of there, and stand on him again. Oh, jeez. I felt horrible. I was like, oh, this yeah. is so fucking bad. Like, I thought the thing was dead. All I want to do is bring it home, you know, yeah. and like get it put up and oh, can you get home? The thing's like along for a ride with me. It's like I had a my dog with me. His head was up and he's like looking all around. I was like, oh my God, this is not cool at all. Not a good situation. Ugh. Let's switch it up to the primer on the bravo oh, yeah. i gotta i want to i meant to ask you yeah. about it before and i was getting part of this like group text but i wasn't tracking on what was going on so i loaded it up to go fishing uh-huh and prime it i mean the thing won't start without priming it a few times i don't mm. give a shit if it's warm cold whatever so, it's so like, there's ways to get around that but well yeah. yeah i mean there's ways to get around everything mm-hmm. um but that's what that's for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Life can be way easier with a, a good primer. So we were down there fishing, and once it's warmed up, you just pull it, and it starts. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. we had sat for five, six-something hours, uh-huh. and Carrie pumped, and she's like, oh, something's weird with this. And she pulled, but it had, and it, but it had gotten enough fuel into that carburetor to, like, get it. Yeah. So we came home and I left the shit. We didn't get home until late. So I left everything on the trailer and I was going to take it off the next day. Well, I was like, things stuck out. Primer wouldn't like, go in. Wouldn't go in. Okay. So I was like, well, shit, I don't know. So I was like, well, I can take the freaking, I could either disconnect it and put fuel in where it would yeah. pump it in anyway yeah, into yeah. the carburetor or I can like take out the spark plug, spray it. Put it back in. Start the thing. Yeah. Either way, I was like, that's warm out. It's not going to be a big pain in the ass. But then I was like, well, Temple's had these things. So I called you up. And you're like, oh, it's frozen. Yep. Put the heat gun on it. Sure shit. Thing went down. And I was like, oh, that's totally it. So I pumped it a few times. 
and it seemed to get stiffen up again. Got cold. Well, that's what I thought, but it wasn't all that cold out. So what I instantly was like, okay, it's just because it got cold again. So I fired it up, got off the trailer, put it on the side where I park it right over here. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just check it out so it's not a pain in the ass if it's not perfect for next time. And I went over and thing was solid as a rock. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, fuck. So now it's, I was like, well, at least it's still warm. So I started it up and I was like, I'll bring it in the garage where I can actually work on it. Yeah. So I pulled it all apart. I pulled both the fuel lines because one draws off the tank. Yep. And then one goes into the, the carburetor. carburetor. So I pulled those both off and then it's just a couple of, it's like a holding nut on the yeah. back of the, and the pump is actually threaded. It's like an aluminum threaded pump. It's yep. like the plastic nut that. No, it's not. It's aluminum oh, it is. nut and it's an aluminum housing. But it's a on nut that goes on the, like on the back side it, you of it. push it through the cowling and yep, then. exactly. Yeah, okay. And it's got some kind of like weird locking washer on it. Yeah. So I pulled all that shit apart and I pulled everything out. And I heated it up again, and it like it would work after you warmed it back up. in. But I was like, "Fuck!" At this point in time, it's like fifty-five degrees in here in the garage. Uh-huh. I was like, "Why is it? This still- shouldn't be an issue." Right. So I pumped it a little bit, and it stiffened up again. So I heated it up super friggin' hot on a metal top in there. And I was like, what the fuck can I pump? I need to pump something through here so I got a can of heat. And I was like, well, if, there's, if it's frozen and there's moisture in there, this heat will at least like work yeah. everything through. So I started pumping on it, and it worked. It was weird. Like when, it's, when you got both ends in liquid, it works like a vacuum. Yeah. You pull it out, and it's the spring pressure. You can't push it back in. Like if it's empty... Like it normally would be there when would, you walk up no to it. Pressure you you can push. You can just like grab onto the thing yeah. with two fingers and pump it. Okay. But if it's fully in, submerged in liquid, you pull it out and the spring actually slowly draws it back. But what kept happening was, so I pulled it out so that, and I put the end of it, which would be going into the carburetor into a little cup. And I was like, I got to see that this thing's working. And it wouldn't work, and it wouldn't work, and it wouldn't work, and all of a sudden it started working again. I kept pumping it, like slowly, like working it, and like jiggling it, and working it. I think that it had like sucked something. I don't. I'd love to take one of those things apart and look and see how they work inside there. I think there was something in there, and I don't know if it's something as small as like a little piece of a grain of sand, sand or piece of wood, like something. a tiny little pebble or something, or a piece of mm. wood or so if you, something. It couldn't have been water at that point, yeah. but I cir- circulated tons of heat through yeah. it. Afterwards, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna like all of a sudden though, bam, have started you, working. Have you disassembled the primer on like a gas stove before? Uh, the plunger where you well, the, where you bring like that up the, to pressure. Well, yeah, the ones that are like a leather freaking. Yeah, it's similar to that. It's yeah, it's a rubber diaphragm in there that the Coleman ones, the one like the lantern I have. Uh huh. It's like a leather. And they got to get. Yeah. They got to be like wet. A lot of them they don't work, and then all of a sudden once they start getting wet with fuel, yeah, they 
boop, and it's, they start to work. So on your the primer on your Bravo and on the real Tundras, they're similar to that, but I think they'll be rubber, not not a natural material. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got a rubber's it's, natural, right? Just okay. FYI. Oh <laughs> fuck, that's right. But it's okay. It's a. I'm not going to get derailed here. No. So, <laughs> I didn't mean to derail you. It's got a it's got a suck on the pull stroke and then blow on the push stroke. Yes. So something when you pull this side over here has to be closed and when you push this side over here has to be cl- closed so that it'll pull fuel and then push fuel and not send fuel back the way through. back the way it went. Yeah. So if if something got obstructed or if, if it just, had to have been something yeah. was in there. Because at first, when you were like, it's frozen, dealt with it before, I was like, ah, yes, I know I like to call Temple. And him just being like, bam, this is what well, it and is. Well, that's normal. Like, cho- like, cho- like my choke on my four-wheeler will, will freeze up sometimes. Well, yeah. this is not a choke, though. This but is like prime, an actual yeah, primer yeah, pump. Yeah, yeah it's totally – because the Bravo has a choke. Yep. And it has a mm-hmm. primer pump. Um, and In the past, it's, it's been like – bam no problem awesome the thing works great like especially if it's really really cold like we've had that thing out like 30 below zero and carrie's like bam flip it on pump 10 times pull it and the fucking thing starts right up um so i was like it's not even that cold like the primers will fail should friggin work but something will get 500 miles on it yeah that thing should has it should not Exactly. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I right now, knock on wood, I got it. I think I got it figured. I think that there was something. I don't know 100, percent but I, the only thing I could find was I think there was something in there that clogged, like clogged it up and wasn't could have been wasn't working right. Easily could have been, but if it's working now, problem solved. Yeah. But a primer would be a good thing to have to have extra. Well, I. Yeah. I wonder how much they cost. I, I don't wonder. know. I, I didn't no call idea. them because I was like, I called them and they were closed because it was Sunday. And yeah. then I didn't call them because I was like, well, shit, this thing works now. But I, at least if it's fucked up, I found that heat works. And even mm-hmm. afterwards, I could just hold it with my hand. Mm-hmm. I could crack a couple of hand warmers and like stick them on there. Probably. Like, okay. Probably. I've used a hair dryer in a pinch once I used a big lighter. On the metal part of the primer under the hood to yep. to get that going. That would work. But yeah. that would seem like a water issue. And I'm good about putting heat in these mm-hmm. in our in our machines. Yeah. Well, See, I, I guess I was them. I was interpreting it as maybe like moisture on the yeah. actual rod on the back end, not in the fuel side of the primer. Because like that's yeah. what happens with my the the uh, choke of my four wheelers sometimes you, gotcha. you yeah. get moisture and it'll freeze and then yeah. i gotta if it's real cold to get the thing started i gotta yeah. get a hair dryer or something and yeah to pull so the choke out i've uh, had that on the throttle on my ranger yeah I'd, i've had to like stick the wd-40 red uh-huh. nozzle into the into the <laughs> one that goes from the gas pedal up to where it, and it's like shit i've had actual that. cable line just like get I've, that water out of that see, cable sleeve like you're in town here in Fairbanks in the winter, and you step on the gas, and all of a sudden you're like, "Holy shit!" My gas pedal stuck on the floor, and you're like, "Whoopsie!" In town, yeah. so glad I'm not oh. in Denver right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing happen on a on a ski tundra when I was a child. The same one I've got now, uh, or the same model. That one's still in the swamp in Twin Hills. 
Uh, the <laughs> in its forever home. <laughs> yeah, it found its forever home that day. Uh, <laughs> so they they got a problem where the carburetor will freeze with the throttle open. Like there'll be just enough ice and crap in that in that throttle in that carburetor to make the slide and needle stick open. Open. Ouch. So you start it. What happened was I started it at home. I had breakfast, started it, warmed it up, drove over to my grandpa's house. We were going to go get firewood. So I, I stop uh, I stop it, wait out there, sit, and he says, hey, come come in and have breakfast. And who the fuck's going to decline second breakfast? Not this guy. Hmm. So I go in, have breakfast, go back out, start that machine up. It starts right up. I sit down on it sideways to wait for Gumpachli to come go, come out and go get firewood. The machine takes off under me. Somehow... It gained throttle sitting there. Usually what happens, and this did happen later, was you give it gas, and then it'll stay throttle open. Sitting there, somehow the throttle opened. I don't What it might have been was I gave it gas and yanked on the rope, and then it started and took a second to gather its feet under it, and I sat down, and then it took off. That's Mm -hmm. probably what happened. Anyway, so this machine takes off with me on it, and I'm hitting the brakes, nothing happened. I'm hitting the throttle, and it won't slow down. And I hit a snowdrift and land in this poor lady's porch. And she's over at her parents' house standing on their porch Send having a smoke. it right through the neighbors. Yeah. So all <laughs> she sees house. all she sees is this fat kid on a little white tundra pulling a big aluminum sled land in the porch of her house. It was oh terrible. So watch out for that with your Bravo. It probably won't happen. I mean, I so hope not. Speaking of sleds, like... Wait, wait, was, I was having trouble. So sorry. No. Let me finish up yeah, with the Bravo. Yeah. I was having trouble with that uh, screw... The idle screw, uh huh, yeah, yeah, was like for some reason kept loosening up. It was like worse, 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 worse. But I finally tightened it enough. I had to tighten it to the point where it was like idling a little it, too high, a little writ, like it wants to go without you anybody, gotta, any driver kind of thing. Back it off a of hair. Well, no, I just oh, let yeah. it be like that. And I told Carrie all the time, I was like, just sit on this thing and hold the brake when you stop, and like just let it be. And it finally like brought settled. itself loosened enough, settled to where it like idles perfectly. But every time that I brought it up to the point where it wouldn't move, and I, uh, or it would move, and I backed it off, it would slowly loosen itself. Uh-huh. But I brought it beyond and let it like true into like where it should be. Settle. Yeah. Now it's fine, and I don't have to fuck with it. I was like, I don't. I'm going to be pissed if I'm going to have to like dick around with this every single time we run this machine i'm gonna have to screw around with yeah. the, the um idle adjustment on it but the, so i just went heavy on it and it's it's awesome and now it's like primo them old carbureted machines they develop a an attitude you know mm-hmm. you gotta you learn them and you learn how to stroke the throttle and how many times to hit the primer oh and to get around for future reference, does it have a choke as well? It does, yeah. To to get around a failed primer, what you can do is you can leave the kill switch off, give it full choke, and pull on the... Yeah, you flood, flood you, it, yeah. You can get... Yep. You approach flooding it, and then you well, turn the kill switch yeah. on. And We had an outboard at the lodge that I worked at that was like... It was a Yamaha 9... 9.9. Nine, nine. Pull, like 9.9. Nine. Mm-hmm. And you had to... 
that fucking thing would never start unless you left it off, choked it, pulled it four times, uh-huh. turned it on, pull one time, things start every yeah. time. If you do anything else, thing would never start. Yeah. You'd pull that thing until you're blue in the face. They get moody. Yeah. They get moody. But it's just exactly what you're saying. You just like leave it, leave it off and choke it and pull it and it gives it fuel and just enough. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sleds, sleds, were you like talking? Was there word of you like possibly getting rid of that arc you've got? That yeah, that giant thousand pound Yamaha VK Pro. I I can't get rid of it until I've got a replacement lined up, and I'm just waffling on exactly what I'm going to replace it with. I don't know. Even those 550s are good motors, man. Like, the talk of, like, because you, you said you heard of them blowing up. Blowing like, up. And they I were, guess that they was were the blowing first year. up. That was the first year they put those in the new Tundras. It was some cause jetting were, thing. It was some said. factory setting that, or I don't know if it's an oil pump thing or what. Uh-huh. But some factory setting was an error, and a bunch of them were blowing up, uh-huh. like, with 250 miles. Yeah. But, they they fixed it. I mean, I I haven't heard. That's the only that's the only circumstance that I've heard of a five fifty blowing up or having major problems. They are kind of gas. They are gas hogs. Yeah, that's what. But I hear. they're they're a reliable motor. Yeah. I don't know. I like how I like even the, that. Well, you're you're running a four stroke man like that. The six like a six hundred ace. Like I've been super happy with mine. I hear good things about them. I'm six hundred E Tech. Brap, brap. Yeah, your boys. That later. thing really is a bomb in there. <laughs> Which did they that, quit making the E the six hundred E Tech? They did. Yeah. It's some yeah. other. It's some other like fuel injected two stroke. Yeah. They're doing now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. They're so fucking two stroke. I'm getting like almost thirteen miles to the gallon. If I'm not going ape shit with a thing, yeah. like I'm. Going fishing, going trapping, going hunting, or mm-hmm. something where I'm just like, m- like moving along down the trail, yeah. um, which is I get a lot. That's good. That's good though for yeah. two yeah. stroke for that e tech. Fuck man, yeah, it's amazing to get fuel economy like that out of a two stroke engine. I'm just I'm gun shy about anything newer than freaking 1990, and even then the parts are going to be real hard to find. I'm just. I'm just waffling is all. That's it. So I'm waffling. I've heard, and they've all of them got horror stories, right? Every single machine. Yep. They've Don't all matter. got them. Including yeah. the one you've got. Yeah. Oh, that Matt, one. Matt that one's got personal this weekend about stories. my machine. He's like, oh, I know someone with the exact same engine and a machine. that They just like have had nothing but problems. Huh. And I was like, well, I know some old, some guy. I know two other guys here in town, brothers. That have the exact same machine as me. One has, a, mine's a seventeen. One has a sixteen. One has an eighteen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, our neighbor's this old, old, old boy. He's like eighty or whatever, and he's got like twenty thousand fucking miles on the original belt, the same machine, <laughs> everything. Never done anything to it, but he's not like ripping the thing. He's just he out." He rides like I do. He's out riding. Slow and gentle. Well, exactly. And that's, for the most part, that's what I do too, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think, you know, people get complaints about certain things and it's like, well, fuck, man. Did you put oil in it? Did you, you know, everybody's got a story about why something went wrong, but 
there's only a certain amount of people that are going to be like, yeah, well, I fucked up, you know, I did this or I did that, you know, and it's like a lot of people aren't going to say that to you, that they, yeah. my dumbass freaking did there, something and wrong. And there is sometimes a lot of, like, maintenance, maintenance stuff that people... Right. that And sometimes yeah. people get a lemon. Sometimes there's yep. machines that get put together on a Monday morning or Friday afternoon that suck, and I yep. get that, you know, it happens, but... I don't know. I haven't done a lot of mine to mine, but I've maintained it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I keep oil in it, and I keep fresh fuel in it, and I try not to park it with a you know fuel, full tank so that the next year I gotta you know pump a bunch of fuel through it that's old as shit and not mm. been used. I was saying to Matt the other day, I was like, "Well, you can just take my machine and you're like on off on off on off and start it twice or whatever the fuck it is it like fogs the whole thing out to park it for the summer when i got the thing they were just like you can do all that stuff and you can like put it up for the year but you're better off to just start it once a month even in the summer yeah and let it come and to better temp and off, go through it he was like if you can actually run it if you have a yard or whatever drive the thing around, chase all the voles and shit out of it if you're not going to have it stored inside. I was like, all right, so where I have it set up here and at my house, I can hang it. Ah. So I fire it up, and I can pull the whole asset because I put it on pallets. Uh I pull the whole thing up off the ground, and I fire it up about once a month. Let it run for a little while, and then I spin the track, get the track going, and like run the thing, and actually like get it to go through the motions of. There's no beehives in it. There's yeah. no voles making a nest in Fucking it. There's no voles. squirrel eating my seat. Yeah. I take all the seats off. You know, take the seats off the machines, and I bring them inside for the summer. And there's little things you can do to help yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. out, that take taking the seat very off small, never small to me, amount of that's time. A good idea. You know. Even the, if you see, I mean, I put covers on the shit to mm-hmm. keep it because I don't have spaces to put stuff inside. I take this, you know, I cover them up, but I still take the seats off. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. might as well. Well, carries I just had um, Alaska Canvas put because the seat was all fucked up. I had them put a really nice seat. I brought them what I had, and I was like, here. What can you do? They're like, oh, we got some stuff that's good to sixty below. You want that? I was like, oh yes. yeah, yeah. So that's got a really nice seat on. I mean, the machine, that was the only thing that was wrong with it was the seat was all cracked up because the guy that I got it from just left it sitting out in his yard from 2007 to when I got it a couple of years ago. Just sat there. So the sun bakes that shit. Yeah, seats all rot in the sun. Yeah. But. So I don't know. I just. The. The machines I'm thinking about are like a Skidoo expedition with the six or nine hundred A's. There's just so much electrical crap on there, or maybe a Tundra with the six hundred A's. Do you think there's? Do you think there's that much more electrical stuff than on your your Vikes? See, your VK the electrical right now? shit on my VK has already had me walking twice, so I'm real gun shy about electrical shit. I don't want more electrical shit than I got. Or I'm thinking about the Yamaha VK540. It's a wide track 540, two stroke fan cooled. Why do you like these fucking Yamaha machines so much? They're all metric. It's one tool kit to work on them. 
That's it's it. what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of nostalgia. So the the thing about today's VK, like I'm not gonna buy a Yamaha four stroke again. They've yeah. all they've all gone fuel injected. I, I'm certainly not gonna buy a VK Pro because of the problems I've got with this current one that they didn't fix on subsequent ones. Like the the radiator blows warm air through the shroud that's over the fuel tank to the underseat storage it's heated seats they sell it it's a gimmick that they sell they advertise heated seat you mean oh, wet ass soaking wet yeah anyway that that's not any different it's not different on, can on you, the, if you like it so much can you just redirect that heat flow might could and it's not that i like that machine what i like about the vk540 the yamaha vk540 is it's two-stroke fan cooled Right, it's got backup pull start in addition to the to the electric start. It's got uh, uh, some high dra- high speed low drag Makuni electric heated carb that makes it good on gas and powerful and so on. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it's carbureted, fan cooled, two stroke, simple. I think it, that's the same as a five like a five fifty is pretty. I much can it's very a, similar I can to the five fifty, but it's yeah. it doesn't come with it. But I was mm-hmm. like, you can add the this pulse. You needs used to a pull start. Yeah. I was like, I will not be fucking like stuck with only a battery option. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like about that's the Yamaha offering. I like is the VK five forty. I'm not going to get into a VK Pro because they haven't fixed the main problems I have with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the sound and looks of the aces. There's just like, I've heard of people's machines dying at the truck and there was nothing they could do to get that thing running. Thank goodness they were at the truck. So they winched it onto the truck. It was one of the like half a dozen electric lines coming out of the kill switch. So they just tore that whole freaking side of the handlebar off and put on a new kill switch and hmm. shit. Um, hmm. They've all got their horror stories. It's just which just, ones are you going to... It's exactly Just like my, I said earlier with my machine. Yeah. One, one time mine... You know, for 50% wh- of people are good with them. 50% of people... Yeah. Pissed off. Yeah. yeah. One time mine, it kept like dying in weird spots. Mm-hmm. And, like it wouldn't start with a loose battery terminal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, really, I, be, I, I don't have any complaints with mine. You know, I... I've, I've, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, there's circumstances where, yeah, it could screw you, but there's a lot of machines that could screw you in some circumstances. But I like. So I know where you're. Often, you're, problems are super easy to solve, but you fucking end up in a situation where you're a long ways away, or whatever the situation may be. You never think super simple start. Yeah, you're always just like, oh, I'm fucked. You know, yeah. like, oh no, what? What am I gonna do? And you're not just like, oh, check the battery terminal. Does this thing have fuel in it? Yeah. Do I have oil? Like <laughs> that, yeah. all the super. <laughs> do I have spark? You know, there's like so many little simple things that like instantly you should think about, but your brain never. Your brain instantly goes to like, oh fuck, I have to walk. 20 miles? Yeah. Shit. I, so I picked up a Honda ATV this spring, and it's what I've been plowing with. This summer, me and the kids went to go fool around, so we go to start it. It fires and spins a couple revolutions and quits, and then it won't fucking start back up, and I'm I'm losing my mind. I'm ready to douse it in the fuel. fuel. It's right in the line. So I walk away from it, me and my kids. <laughs> me and my kids take the Ranger for a ride or something. So I come back to it later. I look in the gas tank. 
I don't see gas. <laughs> I pour in a bunch of gas, starts right up and drives yeah. off. Fucking dumb shit. Yeah. Just gas. One thing, I, all, one electronic thing I hate that I, that I, I can't get with is electronic fuel gauges. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's because they're not worth the shit. My, my sled, my four-wheeler. Yeah, can neither of them like I can sit there with a thing on and running and pour fuel into it and then drive away and go five miles before it says that it's full again. I'm like that fucking thing's that full. Weird yeah, right like and out. it has been for a half an hour. That, <clears throat> if you shut it off and turn it back on, Maybe it'll tell it, you right away. Oh yeah, sometimes, mm. not always. Depends on whether it's the sled or the the quad, but yeah. No, I exactly. Those electronic fuel is just shit. Yeah. Creep me right up. <clears throat> Don't trust them. Open the cap. Look in there. Yeah. Which is what I should have done when I had my kids. We could have gone for a ride on the four wheeler. <laughs> Instead, I lost my mind and we went for a ride on the Ranger. It yeah. started right up. We went, and then I come back the next day. Put fresh, some gas fresh in it. start. Yeah, right up. Yeah, it's all right. You live and you learn. Oh, there's I. Built this house for this dude in the army some years ago. We're running generators and all sort of shit. And he's like, "You want to hear a funny story?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "Oh, I was in Afghanistan. And we got all these generators and all this shit, and I got these couple guys work under me, and we get to get to tinkering on some stuff." And I was like, "Get that generator out. Get it out of the crate, and like." get it set up we need we're gonna need to like fire that thing up to do this and that and whatever i don't remember the whole story but the fucking dudes get the generator out start yanking on it won't start he's like oh i was gone i left for the day after i set him up to do stuff i don't know what exactly what his rank was but whoever was in charge of him shows up and the two guys that he had to Get this generator going and get it, get all the shit charging that they needed. <laughs> start taking the thing apart. They're like, "Wow, we jerked on it. Fuck. Start went cranked on it until the battery was dead. And then we started <laughs> jerking on the pull cord until fuck, we were both just spent. Things broken, so something's got to be wrong. Let's take this thing apart. So they start taking it apart, and whoever his boss was comes walking up, and here's these two guys that he's set up to run the generator are taking the thing apart dude walks up and he's like what are you guys doing <laughs> they're like oh this thing won't start we're gonna fucking f- rip this thing apart <laughs> he's worked on all sort of engines when he was in high school and stuff and we're gonna figure <laughs> this thing right out dude reaches down and goes tink tink flicked on the gas can with the gas tank on it and was like mm-hmm. ain't got no fucking gas you retards <laughs> <laughs> dude sure enough they pulled the cab off and they're like huh we're about to rip this thing all the way down we pulled it out of a crate of course it doesn't have any fucking gas oh in it. <laughs> man yeah i wish i could say that i've never done anything like that but i have now you gotta learn somehow right yeah i mean you just hope it's not your boss that comes along and tells you you're dumbass <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's sometimes oh fucking temple spilling his Jesus, beer Jesus. just total nitwit <laughs> fucking up my nice freaking goat cape 
I feel so terrible about it. No, you don't. I do. You'll forget about it in like 20 minutes. I didn't say I wouldn't forget about it. I said I felt bad about it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. What did you do? How much beer did you spill? The bottom of one of them Coors that I left here last year. Two fucking beers and you can't even control yourself. <laughs> that was the... Th- <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about that kind of math. Well, that's a good thing Frank's got a, a hideaway bed in here. Yeah, if you, you both can stay here. Yeah, that's you can not cuddle up together. <laughs> <laughs> Head no, to feet. that's Head to not going to be necessary. I yeah. No, I I know how to handle myself. Which that was an interesting point earlier, like how just different people conduct themselves hunting. Like you know, we always oh, yeah. out hunting were. As far as drinking goes, like, I mean, yeah, we'd bring a couple cases of beer or whatever is necessary a piece, but it's like, we don't start drinking until we're done hunting yeah. mm-hmm. for the day. Which we, we talked about that prior to, prior, prior to podcast starting. Yeah, yeah, we? yeah. Yeah. So many people are like, oh, it's just, so let's start this over again. So many yeah. people are like, oh, we're just moose hunting, so we just start drinking. Drink it all day. Oh, you're just calling. Like, fuck. You're shooting and cutting. You don't have to go anywhere. You're just like hanging out by the boat or hanging out at camp and calling. And I'm like, shooting oh, and man. Cutting. I don't know. When it comes to hunting, <laughs> drinking. They, well, that's always they don't been. don't go hand in hand. Well, that's always <laughs> been. Bad deal. That's always been something that, like, you know, I mean, you've made pretty clear and. I mean, even from back, like, the days we first met, you know, it's like, like you're definitely not afraid to tie one on, no, have a good no. time, but the right there's, place, like, the right there's time. like, a specific difference between, you know, when it's appropriate to do that, like, when when you got to have your mind right, and... Yeah, no, 100%, and that's, like, my, I was brought up, my dad was like, guns and alcohol don't, you don't mix them, they don't go hand in hand, you know, and it's like... So many people are like, oh, we've just been busting our ass sheep hunting or whatever. Oh, it's moose hunting time. You can just get fucked up and drink all day. And, like, all you're doing is hanging out at camp and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck, until a moose runs in and you go swinging with your rifle because you're hammered. And you shoot one of your friends or some shit because you're not paying attention. That sort of shit you know? happens yeah. to people or, sober. And a, there is and no a, reason. Right. And immediately you said, or... Nothing happens. You shoot a moose and it's down, and you pull your knife out, and you fucking stick yourself in the leg with it or something because you're half in the bag. Yeah. You know, there's just, like, so many things, so many really good reasons to sit here in the garage and do a podcast and drink a shitload of beer and not give a fuck, but don't fucking do it when you're hunting. It's not. I mean, it's it even. It can't fucking work. It's not good. No, I mean, there, like, there's, I think, a surprising amount of people will be, like, even just in the tree stand, you know, just... Yeah. No. Which, whatever, you know, to each their own, but uh, it's just not... I'm liable to fall out of a tree sober. I'm not going to drink up there. Yeah. I'd like to see Temple, like, in a tree stand with his harness and... What are you doing in the Choked spring? up. <laughs> I started not, wearing a fucking harness, and I never did. I've been I wearing never a harness, yeah. I always used to wear just, like, a... Waist belt, I'd hook it to the tree, but I started wearing a harness. I was just like, yeah. eh. Well, honestly, what so I'm going to... nights that you're just like out there all night long in the spring, just like burning the candle at both ends, and it's, 
you get tired, and all it takes is yeah. one like head dip, and you're like, I should have a harness on, and I keep it fucking thing tight. So even if you, even if I you keep fall, my set up so that like it's a lean over. I can over. just do this. Yeah, just <laughs> relax into it. Head down. You're like, yeah. oh, a little nappy poo right here. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice balance because then if it's if it's a little too high, then you can't like sit all the way down in your seat. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It is a, a very fine balance. But uh, no, it's well, and what I think I'm going to start doing is because I have them. You know, is those rope lines that you can attach and then you can clip into them. It's kind of a pain. You just lift the knot as you climb. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. A you one, can just one, as easily fall out of a fucking tree halfway up as you can. Well, they know. don't they say like most of the accidents are like climbing, climbing in or getting the out of? transition yeah. period. Yeah. You know, some I don't of those know. stands that I put up that get in and <laughs> yeah. out of are fucking sketchy. So, my, <clears throat> I made my kids shovel off my little woodshed. And then I walk. I, I told him, "Don't screw around the ladder. Don't fall off. You be careful. Shovel off this woodshed. If you do that, we can go fishing." And them being kids, of course, they're screwing around, horsing around, and I'm watching out the living room window like this, drinking beer, there's <laughs> coffee, <laughs> and uh, <With> Bailey's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink Bailey's. I'm just so I'm watching this mess go on. Really. I'm like, these two are chasing each other up and down the ladder, throwing ice. From the shed down to each other. This is in this your is, video. I saw some yeah, of shit going yeah. on. Yeah. So what I didn't get on video was Liam missing the step from the ladder to the shed. And he tumbles to the floor. And I run right out there. And I'm to like, the floor or to the ground? I'm sorry, to the ground. Yeah, okay. So he, he biffs it. And I run right out there. And I'm like, hey. And I hear him crying. And as soon as I go, hey, he's like, yes, dad. <laughs> Because he's like, crap. He's like, oh, shit, busted. <laughs> Dad saw us doing something stupid. I'm like, you okay? He's like, yes. I saw you fall. You fell. He goes, yeah, I did. You okay? Yeah. All right, be careful. And I go mm-hmm. back in, and I'm watching the circus. I'm like, he's fine. Right. <laughs> Little dick. Hopefully he learned something. I wonder what the tears were all about. I don't Just know. like pre-programmed in. Maybe. Like sympathy tears. Maybe. <laughs> Kids are funny, man. Like, when, when I was gone... Faith texts me and tells me, oh, yeah, today I was explaining to Jed how credit card, like credit debit cards work. Uh huh. You know, and oh, how, like if you don't have your money, and she's like, after he says, wow, if like a burglar broke into our house and took it, then poof, all our money's gone, and we're going to have to use dad's gold teeth to buy groceries. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any gold teeth. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck does that shit come from? I don't know. <laughs> they come up with some weird crap. But like, he's thought about this at some point. Like, right. I don't know where he got the Hijacking idea. Hijacking of- rappers <laughs> for their teeth. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Wow. Dad's gold oh. teeth are going to have to buy groceries. He thinks you're a homie. <laughs> I guess so, man. I got a grill or whatever that's called. Yeah. That can be surprisingly oh intuitive sometimes. Like Aiden started asking me some deep questions about war. And I've, I've never been to war. I'm like, well, you know, I, I, here, we're watching Saving Private Ryan, son. <laughs> it was terrible. He fell asleep after the beach. Wow. So what kind of questions did he have? 
Like what like, was he? What did he want to know? Why people would fight like Aiden's that? Aiden's like eleven. Aiden will be eleven this year. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Like why? Why people fight? Why people can be so so miserable to each other? And and if 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 we can get along, why can't people get along? It's good questions. That is I, off, really good <laughs> yeah. questions, and that's tough Just, shit. Yeah. right there. So I I did what I could, and then he starts asking specific crap about like being in war. Well, I've I've never been, son. I'm uh, I'm fortunate in that way. Uh, let's watch Saving Private Ryan. Wow. Yeah. Yep. The gist of it was that people suck. You can't have all the right answers. I kids. No. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some way you can turn it into because they don't listen to their parents. They I couldn't quite <laughs> right. swing it. People I'm, ended up in this situation because they wouldn't listen, didn't to, listen their to their They didn't eat their dinner when they were told. <laughs> yeah. See that? No vegetables. No vegetables. <laughs> he didn't eat his carrots. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. No, I'm uh, looking forward to... Uh, Looking forward to spring. I feel like this winter's going by kind of quick. I thought it was going by slow. You thought it did? Well, maybe I've been doing more fun shit than you have. I don't I've know. I've left twice. And yeah. It seems like I've been to Vermont, hung out with my folks, and then I left and went to Colorado and hung out with Carrie's folks and her family. And it seems like it's today I left and had to go to town and was like, damn, the sun's like up high enough to be blinding me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's is. Just the, the, it's just the end of January, it so is we're the good. End of January. Yeah, and plus it's fuck. It was forty degrees today. What the hell is up? Yeah, with it was this wet shit? out. Yeah, it happens, man. You know, I'm yeah, just gonna. It would be nice happens. if we. You know, it, it would be yeah. nice if it was twenty below and fucking normal. I wouldn't mind it. I don't mind. No, it's it, like it will be again. You know, zero twenty below, cold. You Ten know, below I, is about perfect. It's good. It's right, cold but enough you can't to fucking have everything. No, but this forty degree shit, I do <sighs> not. I don't know. I don't. If I'm gonna have winter, I just want winter. I don't yeah. want like this mixed bag of bullshit. This back and forth crap. Yeah. I don't know though. You know, because it seems like every year, you know, we have shit like this. Yeah, weird stuff happened. Like the rain, you know, like that was kind of like a perfect storm. Like it was a abnormal. significant abnormal. Yeah, but it's not abnormal to have it get above freezing and sometimes rain a little bit. Right in the winter, but fucking, man, it was forty degrees today. Yeah. But dude, well, a few years back, like what? It's probably more than a few now that I think about it. Yeah. Well, one year. I can't remember. One year I was trapping with I was trapped forty fucking. Well, I was I was trapping with my no nineteen years. But what year was that? Where? When was it? It was a long. It was a while ago. Now I was trapping with my uncle out of his out of the cabin, and it was January in a warm. It was fifty five degrees, and almost all the snow was gone except on the trails. And we're out there riding, checking traps. Like through ponds, like mm. that one spot we drive the four wheelers through. Yeah, like the only snow is the trail, You're and it's literally like fifty five degrees out <clears throat> in your t shirt riding in the sled in January. Like you That's drive to town, weird. and it, everything in the dark and everything in the dark in January, fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, well you drive, well you drive to town, like, and you don't 
right because all all the snow melted in like a day. No shit. And you're like you don't recognize play. It, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if that makes sense, but like weird. I don't know. It's like the old like you know whatever Texas weatherman. Nope. I don't know if I ever recall it being this hot in August. No, last August and probably next August. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I I understand that, what you're saying. Like, everybody's always like, oh my God, it's never been this cold. Oh my God, it's never been this fucking hot. But, fuck. Almost two inches of rain in December and then... That was now here, then it's 40 something degrees then, and now here a couple weeks later, it's 40 degrees again. It warmed up so much I had to bring that second caribou in the shop to finish thawing up. (laughs) That caribou's still hanging there? It was aging well. Aging well, I guess. (laughs) Fuck, dude, are you kidding me? That is gross. I'll let you know. It's going to be good. Oh. It's going to be good. Jesus, Temple. What are the, that was like October. You love that shit, though. Yeah. He does. I know. Yeah. What was that smart-ass thing when he was asking about, like, how much elk meat? I was like, oh, I didn't bring the guts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, like, sorry, we don't keep the guts. We're white guys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. We were cutting up a seal one time, and just straight out of the cavity, they started eating stuff. Yeah, what the, was in the stomach? No, no, like, I'm oh, talking about in the is, chest cavity. This fish is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm certain that people have done that before, but I've never seen it myself. It was hard. No, like and part of the like heart organs. and liver yeah. and organs, right out, gotcha. of the, right out of the cavity, still warm. Throw some salt on it if you're squeamish. Did you get well, um, open beaches, open to ocean beaches where you were at, where yeah. you grew up? Yeah, we. So did the you find ocean glass was just blo- a few miles? Glass Japanese on balls? occasion, yeah. Just on there occasion, were, not much. No, nah, if you got on the if you got on the ocean side of Hagemeister, you were more you were more likely to find that kind of. Did uh, you wash fi- have you found them? Like you were looking for them? I have not. My dad has has some. He's got the ones that are, you know, like fist sized, and mm-hmm. he's got one that's like a, he's got a an elementary one, globe. Huh? No yeah. shit. Yep. They're neat. Yeah. There's like some of them are like rolling pin, so I think they call them. Yeah, too, yeah. Like pinched on the ends. I never saw They're one like, of those. Looked like a cucumber. This way, yeah. About but these then they Japanese, like, yeah, fishing net floats that yeah. have floated over from. Yeah. yeah, we found. I found a couple of them. Brown bear hunting on on the peninsula. Oh, I bet you did. I just watched some video on YouTube the other night. Some guys flying out and landing and filling fucking hundred pounds green bags with them. It's unreal. Just Jeez. like there's fucking thousands of them on the beaches and somewhere on the Alaska Peninsula, and they are just peppered and there's tons of colors and like mm-hmm. they're all real uniform in size though and like. The lodge that I worked at, he had some of those like globe size, big ones. He's like, these are rare. These like you don't find these often that are still intact and yeah. blah blah blah. I've only ever found one. Um, those ones I don't remember where they came from. One of those Mackenzie just brought, and gave to Carrie for for her birthday. Um, 
but yeah, it's intriguing. It's really cool that they're out. Like, it's a pretty neat deal. Like, yeah, those just fuck this. Which awesome. that was the year. That was the year that all the fly swatters. Is remember that when that? you found one? Well, that 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 year we were brown bear hunting when we when I found those glass balls. That was the year that all the fly swatters yeah, the like tsunami and the college Japan, team. Yeah. Um, those was fucking like, fly swatters were on beaches for everywhere years around after Kodiak that. Well, and after yeah, like after that even uh, for years after that you find those fucking things. Yeah, it was. And we also there LSU, was, LSU, fucking, yeah, there was like, college like fucking college hell? football like, team fly swatters, and there was balls too. And there like, was different uh, colleges, like, and there was fucking tons of them. Geez. Fly swatters, yeah. The, I guarantee those things are laying around everywhere still. Yeah. No. Well, at one point, I think like when that was happening, somebody had made a website to like track people could like log where they had found where they them. found them. Yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Because we found them on the yeah. peninsula, and then we found them on a fog neck, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's crazy, like, the amount of them to be, have that distribution. Be that many, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And there's definitely certain beaches, like, being down there for for a few years, you start to be like, well, this beach is going to have tons of shit, and this beach won't have anything. And there's, like, yeah. like heavy wash-up places yeah. where, like, tons of stuff just shows up. Like inside of Togiak Bay where I grew up, we didn't have much wash up crap because it was just Good. it was just just a hair inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tidally, it was the ocean, it won't but allow it to yeah. get there. But if you got onto the ocean side of Hagemeister Island, there was a lot more wash ups. If you got a little northwest of us to like Cape Newenham, there was a lot more wash up. Yeah, those guys knew. I mean, Josh and Luke grew up there at the lodge. They were like, yeah. We'll go here. If we're going to go look for stuff, right here. There'll be logs that we want washed up from southeast. There'll be fucking blah, blah, blah. It's like, because there's nothing but spruce on a fog knack. Mm-hmm. But you can go around to these beaches and get Find fucking cedar and seed, red cedar and fir logs and like all sorts of shit. And those guys be like in the boat with binoculars. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fir. That's a good one. We want that one. And we'll go over to this beach. Oh, there's a cedar tree right there and like go and fucking we'd go and hook drag them all back drag them all back mill them up yeah yeah Yeah. just pulling different shit that's like drifted up on beaches off but then once you're on the beach you're like oh my god these beaches are packed helmets like japanese fishing helmet because they all wear helmets on those commercial fishing boats huh a lot of the um asian commercially fished boats where they're like catcher processes where they're out for like months and everything i don't i get i'd assume that it's just like they have to it's like part it's of protocol it's like everybody wears helmet. helmets everywhere on the boat or whatever and fucking like almost any of those beaches that you go on you can find helmets and any one of them that are like heavy beach wash-up beaches helmets all over them but didn't luke find some that were uh like Find the candies and stuff well, I, and sake Luke, or Luke and I found um like um so he had found them before, but I found them, and it was this like red canister that was probably twelve inches long and like a three by three square, and it was closed up it had some like bare bite marks on it, 
And I was like, what the fuck is this? It was one of those like plastic, like, um, I don't want to say riveted, but it's not riveted. It's almost like um, crimped. Yeah, crimped. Thank you. Where you could like wiggle I'm it, not and, just like, a pretty pull face. it off. It's almost like a Colpin, like one of those gun yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah, where you yeah, gotta, yeah. Like give them a little bit of a yank yep, for them yep. to come off. It was just like that, except for it was about three by three and about twelve inches long, red. And I picked it up and I was like fucking around with it, and Luke's like, "Oh man, you found gold." And he's like, "That is awesome." And I was like, "How the fuck do you know what it is?" And he's like. Well, I've lived out here my whole life. I know exactly what you've got there. He's like, those are freaking peanut butter cookies. I guarantee it. They're like <laughs> retorque packed. <clears throat> so I fucking popped it open. Sure as shit, he knew exactly what it was. Popped him open. He's like, give me one of those things. I handed him one, and I was like, are you sure? I'm like, this is kind of yeah. I'm like, are you sure, man? He's instantly like torn into it. And he's like, give me another one. I'm like, holy shit, I better try one of these things. They're like these shelf stable for 40 years like almost like an mre kind of a thing. hermetically yeah. sealed like in a, there and um, life raft survival kit is what they came huh. out of huh. from one of these freaking japanese catcher processor survival raft kits and that's what i found out of him he's like oh i found them when i was a kid one time and sure as shit man they were like these peanut butter bar kind of things they were fucking amazing they were so damn good (laughs) but yeah that was one of the you know aside from finding a glass ball Mm -hmm. i can't think i mean there's other shit that i've pulled i was taking finding old crab pots that had washed (laughs) up and all the lines like tangled into these balls and Uh. i'd go and like cut it off and then i'd hook onto it with a boat and bring this huge knot of fucking like half it was sinking line because like the by, down by the pot it's like all sinking line yeah and then they have a float line that goes to the to, you know to their little beacon the or their buoy or whatever so I drag them back and I pull them up on the dock and then I just sit there whenever I had free time and like unweave all this shit I was like this is like hundreds of feet of line and sometimes so like, like really good line too. Oh, it's fucking amazing. There's like nothing wrong with it at all. It's all three quarter inch. One's a weighted lead line. Yeah. One's a floating line. They like the floating line. So Josh was always like, we're keeping the floating line. You can spend as much time as you want down there, but I want the floating (laughs) line. You can have the sinking line because we use the floating line for logging around the lodge, dragging logs and shit back. But I was putting the shit in, in boxes. And sending it back up here, I still have a couple of them hanging under my house. I have one at the at here out in the castle, and I have another one out of my house that's like fuck like 150 feet of straight line, no knots, and nothing tied yeah. in it, nothing at all. Just shit that it cost you like 500 bucks to buy or more. Yeah, that I was just like, all I gotta do is untangle it. You know, yeah. you just sit down there for a while. I'm like, okay, you start pulling. All it is is like. Pull this for 30 feet, and then 40 feet, then 60 feet, then further and further and further, and just untangle the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, just regular rope's not cheap, man. That mm-hmm. high high test marine line. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I started getting finding boxes, and I was like, well, how many feet of this can I coil and pack and, like, be, like, standing <laughs> in the boxes, like, stomping this line into the box? Then I packaged it up. Josh is like, what are you going to do with all this shit? I was like, mm-hmm. I don't Find know. I'm something. Gonna send it to myself back in Fairbanks, and I'm going to do something with it. <laughs> I did almost all the logging 
at my house because I don't have any equipment. So I put blocks and trees, uh-huh. and I'd cut trees down down at the bottom, like where my house was going to go and everything. And I tied it to my truck, and I was like, I got enough line to like, fucking, I can go all the way down there to where I'm cutting those trees down. Tie on, I cut two trees down, tie on to two of them. I'd go up and get walk back up, set the chainsaw down, walk up, get in my truck, and back down the road, run it through blocks, and I dragged all the wood up into this yeah. huge pile right up by the road where I could make a huge you know, stash of wood for the wood stove once I had the house built. But Line's yeah. fucking valuable. Oh, it is, for sure. And I saw the value, and it was like sitting on the beach in a huge knots, and I was like, I can use that. That's awesome. <clears throat> Man, I hate cutting a new rope. I hate cutting a new rope. Because you never know when you're going to need all of that length. Yeah. It just bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of random random stuff that washes up, man. Yeah, yeah. No shit there. I'll still I'm sure you. people have stories about all sort of crazy shit they found on the beach. Whales and walrus and... Yeah, which stuff from that reminds me, Walrus. I don't know where it was. It was some show, you know, some show I was talking, watching with the kids. That um, I don't know where they were, but they were filming these walruses that climb were climbing like up in these cliffs. Uh huh. And then they're so fat they would fall out, like fall to their death off these cliffs. It's like, what the hell are you doing Why climbing would they up, even there? Climb up there? I don't know. To get out of the water. It's just where it was when when they were there. That's just like just seals it. dry out every once in a while. They like climb up to dry yeah. out for hours yeah. or whatever. When the tide goes out, they just stay there there's through a, the yeah. tide change. There's a myriad of circumstances, <clears throat> but basically it's just that this was where they wanted to haul out today and the tide was up and then the tide went down or some crap. Yeah. That's, I imagine, yeah, that's got to be what it was because, you know, when they're filming this and they're falling off to their deaths, like, you know... Mm-hmm. It had to be that the tide was in when they yeah. when they came up and decided to. Otherwise, why would they not just like lay out on the rocks right there? Yeah, huh. yeah. Some of it's tied, and some those things are freaking enormous, too. giant, big as houses. Did you guys ever hunt them where you were? I at? I went on one trip where they hunted them, but being that I was a kid, they're like, "You're gonna stay here, and then the the real men are gonna go." shoot and then we'll come get you guys and then we're gonna cut up everything and i remember uh jumping on a whole walrus that hadn't been cut up yet that or huge that as a child that looked like it was as big as this damn room um they weren't I no can tell you for they, <laughs> they weren't but they looked it i've like, never seen one personally but I can tell you right now, we're as big as this room. <laughs> it felt like it as as a sixth or seventh grader, you know. Yeah, they felt monstrous. But we we cut them up and brought them home. There were a couple of boats that they were just run out of time, so they'd tie a whole walrus to the cleats and drag it back to their village to to be cut up. But it was a coordinated thing. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't doubt it. Takes it ain't just one guy goes out and is going to deal with something no, like that. One guy can go out and pop a seal and bring that back home, but you need I mean, those bull, the male uh, sea lions. Oh, not, those are big. big yeah, they're, but I think they're walrus, not walrus, walrus big. Walrus, but, they're exactly, but and they're, that's what like 
You couldn't fuck around with one of those so things. They're huge. The they got to weigh like at least 1,500 pounds. At least. Some of them will weigh a damn ton. Yeah. Like walrus, big bull walrus could probably weigh multiple tons, like two tons. Holy but But fuck. big damn, big damn sea lion bulls. They they might get to a ton maybe if we're talking right. about a fat harbor fed yeah um you know one that isn't fighting for his living but living in the harbor yeah hey, uh, that one could that one could touch a ton pretty easy I'll bet you money but the uh, this the the walrus were further out we never had a problem with them sea lions would raid your your fishnet for fun yeah. they'd eat till they were full and then they'd rip fish out of there for fun it was really quite a hassle and you couldn't you couldn't go haze them in your 18 foot london and be like hey you fuck off because they're they're almost as big as that boat and if they want to how do they eat have you tried them i've i've not eaten sea lion that i was that i'm sure was sea lion i know i've eaten seal but Mm -hmm. i'm not certain about having eaten sea lion uh, it can't be a huge difference. I don't suspect that there's a difference in the way they eat. The problem was that they were just so dang big. One person can't to, go out yeah. and responsibly pop a sea lion and bring it home to eat. Mm-hmm. You need you need the whole family there with maybe two boats. Well, and yeah. you don't know like how if they would like float really well when you kill them or if you know or if you try to get them yeah. where they're hauled out and where you yeah, can work on them or it's, what it's it's really seals will float most of the time in the salt yeah right i've seen them sink it's it's unfortunate and sad and very frustrating but i don't know about sea lions uh seals in the brackish water like the yukon kuska yeah you they don't float in the brackish because they're less buoyant mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the in the mixed or fresh water, right. they're most buoyant in the salt. So they use atlatls and spears to mark them till they can shoot them in a place where they can spear them. Um, huh. But I don't know how well sea lions do or don't float. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any experience. How does the walrus eat? Or do you it's remember? Chewy. Chewy? Chewy. Even the fat was like chewy. Bubble gum. Yeah. Only if it eventually would stop being chewy and yeah. you could swallow the damn thing. But it was it was a powerful flavor. If it, it would get in your nose and fill your what lungs. What does that mean when Temple says it's a powerful, powerful flavor? flavor. <laughs> it would kill lesser men. <laughs> I'd probably puke. I I don't know. Just like really fishy type of more than fishy. Like yeah. find the fishiest fish you got and make it a Fishier. lot more fishy. Huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good way. That that's a good way, to, a powerful way to describe uh-huh. it. Yeah. And it would get in your nose, and you would t- you'd taste it in your breath later. Fuck it was that, that potent. It was good. Seal was good with mac and cheese. Right. You know? I mean, mix anything Mustard. with mac and cheese. Is <laughs> you can get great. you can get that down if you mix it with mac and cheese. Uh, seal oil is really good, but the seal meat I found harder to eat. It, I mean, if you're hungry, you're gonna choke it down. But seal oil used to oh yeah, dip dry used meat in, in the it. mac and cheese instead of milk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, shit. I actually miss seal oil. I've I've been, got a bottle of it that I take out for special occasions that my wife hates. Damn it! When I bring out, bring it out next time I'm over. Yeah, I'll try when it. When I come over, it's a special I'll, occasion. I'll make some jerky. 
like white man jerky in my dehydrator and you dip it in the seal oil, way, way good, I think. Dry fish. How about the bear sticks dipped in there? Ooh. You would be canceling That'd out be. the flavors, That'd do you be. think? No. Like when you make jerky, no, it's no. like no flavor at all, just like dried meat? No. So back home, yeah, there wasn't much There wasn't much seasoning going on in the native style, yuck dry meat. Right. But uh, I I like your guys' white man jerky. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, brine it in soy sauce and pepper and garlic salt. I like that a lot. I don't... So you think that the jerky dipped in the seal oil is the shit, though? Yeah. Like, like that's oh. legit, huh? Oh, yeah. That's real good. Like, does it just taste real rich or... Yeah. You're like, um... So if you, if you, if you take a piece of bacon, right, that doesn't have all the, all the seasonings and preservatives that make it bacon, just the fat richness and energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's the best I can oh. think of to describe it. Like uh, pork belly. Like if uh, you go just... to the fair in August and get you a piece of that pork belly. Yeah. <clears throat> imagine that without all the the extra fixins. So every once in a while in Fred, you can get uh, pork jowl. It's not doesn't it's not like loaded with preservatives and uh-huh. shit. It's just like pork jowl. Here you go, and you can like slice it, and you, you know, it cooks a lot like bacon, uh-huh. but it doesn't have a lot of the preserve. It doesn't have any of the, the preservatives, nitrates, like the all smoke, the, bu- the exactly, seasonings, all the bullshit that they put in bacon. Uh-huh. Somebody turned me onto that a couple of years ago, and I don't get it all the time, but every once in a while I'll see it and be like, "Fuck, grab this!" And I'm gonna keep slice an eye up. out it's, for pork mm, It's really good. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Just the fact that it doesn't have all the nitrates and all the bullshit, like preservatives and everything mm-hmm. that you're talking about mm-hmm. in there. <clears throat> but seal oil is is something that I really I really miss and I hoard it when I get it. It's is it just the fat like rendered? Yeah. So you you take that white fat from the seal when you skin it. Uh, you try to skin it. You skin between the meat and the fat and leave a blanket of fat on the skin. Okay. And later mm-hmm. you. Really? Yeah. That's that's how I saw it done. Yeah. I mean, everywhere else has got their own system. The way I saw it done, the way I saw my grandma and my uncles and aunties do it, was to try to skin between the fat and the meat to where you got a blanket of fat on that skin when it comes off. And then they'd take the ulu and flesh that fat off in one big fat blanket, mm-hmm. a fat blanket. And then they'd cut it into, say, one by one strips. Right, and then they'd cut those strips to where it's little cubes connected at the corner, and put that in a glass pickle jar, a big glass pickle jar, and put that in a dark corner and leave it alone. And it that white fat would eventually turn into liquid. Clearly, no like mm. sealing Not it even or anything. It, huh? Like no. Nah. So the the them Southeast Indians they'll heat it up to make it render quicker, and that fucking ruins it. In this guy's opinion. I've eat I've eaten it turns it turns a yellow color. It turns color. It tastes different. I don't like it. It's the way you had it though, is it mm. cl- it's clear then? Clear. Oh no. Clear. Shit. Now if it's frozen, it'll get it'll get uh when it freezes it'll get like more like this color, this yellow tinged goat. Yeah, yeah. And and it'll get grainy and it'll you can actually scoop it out. Somewhat like Crisco, but as soon as it warms up, it thickens up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. thickens up to like an ice cream, a soft, uh, a soft 
vanilla ice cream, like a really soft vanilla ice cream. Yeah. And but as soon as it warms back up and gets to liquid again, it's clear. No shit. The good stuff. But I've if seen, you heat it, it'll turn yellow and it gets you, shit in you. you what can, you think? I didn't no, like it. No good. I didn't like it. Um. So what? Like so? Once you put it, those cubes into glass. Mm-hmm. Out of the light in cold in a, in or a cool just... in a cool dark corner. It doesn't okay. have to be cold, but cool out of sunlight. But Every there's no night, sealing it of any kind. Nothing like can, that you, at all. Just I've like, seen people do them. it in a plastic bucket with a plywood sheet over it. Oh no shit! And just right every on. now and then stir it. <clears throat> if you're if you're feeling squirrely, you can pick out some of them them strings of of fatty cubes and eat them. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's high energy. Um, you know if you're if you're eating. If you're eating too much traditional food and not living a traditional lifestyle, you're going to get fat because yeah. of the the caloric. You ain't sitting around watching fucking TV playing no friendo. No, you got to be you got to be burning this diet off. <laughs> yeah, right. There's yeah. a lot of calories in that crap. There's and a it, reason why people ate that stuff though, because yeah. they were active. They needed people. the calories just to yeah. get more calories. Yeah, and uh, it's it's very tasty. I think it's just high caloric value and you also have a caribou still hanging up it's in the shop now thawing out i know but that's you i'm know. <laughs> i might take Just some of it and dip it in seal oil flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm cut you some have of... to knock all the ice from the ice store off the caribou that's been hanging i had it tarped. Been hanging there since October. i had it covered <laughs> oh shit my nah. hands are clean, Temple. I'm going to dip some of that in seal oil. Oh, I'll let you will. I'll send you guys the picture. This guy's going to fucking eat every goddamn drop of it. Yeah. <laughs> loves it. I'm going to chew it off the bones. Yeah. And you'll eat the fucking bone broth after the fucking <laughs> yeah. bones are boiled, too, or if you make asabuco or whatever. Sure the will. The bones. And then I might make earrings of the bones. We'll see. There you go. Have you had any... Uh, How's the first selling been going? Have you had any bazaars or anything to go to? Uh, we did. Uh, Erica did one bazaar early in the season, and it was it was decent. We haven't done many bazaars because of my work schedule and and what she's had going on. It's just been difficult. I've sold a few things. Um, I got a couple suitcases full of stuff that I wish I could sell. Just life. Life gets in its own way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a an album on my Facebook business page, Temple's Long Tails and Fur. I'm gonna try to make a live album of stuff that I have right now, ready to go. That's a good idea. And um, if people buy it, then of course the picture will get deleted, and there we go. I just haven't gotten around to it. How much stuff do you have? I've got hats. I've got a few children's mittens. Lots of headbands. Um, I'm working on different types of hats. I've done a little bit of custom work this winter, where people have wanted particular things out of fur they provided. Like I made a hat and pair of mittens for Adam Grenda. Yeah. I made a I made a fur beanie out of otter that a lady provided down in in Montana. Um. How do people in Montana get your forums? 
No shit. Yeah, internet forums like Trapper Man or or uh, chat rooms. <laughs> Man, I've I, I'm not sure I've ever been in a chat room. By the time I got old enough, we might not have might not have had those. No, there was one where we played pool in and and chatted with the other pool players. How do you play pool in a chat room? Well, that seems so. Odd, there was. It? There was uh, It's like playing darts in a chat room. <laughs> oh, triple like, twenty! Like you grab every the, time. Like so, there's me a, up for the win, boys. There's a picture of a pool table with the balls on it, and you grab the cue with the mouse and left click, right click for the English, and pull back on the bar. And oh, it's like you're not even playing. It's. I I don't know. You don't do that. You could at least play digital chess, and it's a real. It's like (laughs) twenty five years ago. Uh, I play Team Solitaire. Team Solitaire. (laughs) (laughs) I taught. We're winning. (laughs) I taught my kids to play poker the other day. It was terrible. Why? Because then they wanted to play, and I was already done playing because I couldn't keep counting their damn cards for them. Well, the problem is, is if you know how to count cards, you tell them to get their piggy banks (laughs) (laughs) after you teach them how to play. (laughs) They're still at the age where I feel guilty about that. Taking their money away? Yeah. Feeding it back to them? for (laughs) You could have like the same cycle of a freaking... Um, <laughs> money and work and yeah. oh my god! Yeah, I've been paying you this five dollar bill for fifteen years. Exactly. Boy. Yeah. I, take it, I give it to you on Friday and take it from you on Monday. <laughs> You're gonna have to learn how to to. I've I lost it. Learn how to figure out which hand won. Because they they'd get in arguments with each other, like I've got a jack that's more than a ten. Yeah, but I got two tens. Yeah, and you're like fucking twos are wild, dude. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> you didn't hear me say that one eyed jacks are wild. <laughs> oh God, we didn't get into that calling cards and one eyed jacks and oh, you got well, cards. you got to let them at least like learn the the basic fundamentals. I don't mean I don't know shit about yeah, it, but. Are your boys pretty competitive with each other severely and with everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. If you could get them competitive with snow shoveling and splitting <laughs> yeah. firewood with each other, you'd really have something. <clears throat> I have failed in that manipulation uh, miserably. My dad, my dad failed with that one too with I'm, my I'm brother gonna, and myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, something's wrong. Yeah. I'm, he just took stuff away from us. He was like, oh, you don't have this done? You can't hunt unless this is done. That's how he worked it. He would just, like, take away things we really wanted. See, I'd like those two assholes to work together. That was one thing me and my brother didn't do very well was work together. I'd like these two to work together. Yeah, but they're brothers. Yeah. They will. Eventually, But once they're old and moved away from you. From, like, (laughs) when you want them to work hard together. You think it's funny. I mean, it's fucking real. <laughs> I keep telling him, look, kid, for your graduation, you're getting a boot print on the ass. Get out of my house. It's <laughs> <laughs> a doorknob. In your back. You got, you got seven years to figure your life That's out. That's what I keep telling him. Oh, yeah. shit. 
seven years seems like a long time when you're a little kid, but it's not right. Really. Your kids not. get out though and do all sorts of super cool yeah. shit that most kids don't. Most Man. parents don't have their kids doing. I'm trying. They got to be tougher than me. That's my that's my line of thinking. Is that right? I want them to be tougher than I was. Yeah, they want you. They you guys got to be strong enough to dig the VK out for the old man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you don't get in the major leagues and buy daddy an airplane, you got to <laughs> shovel out my VK. All right. <laughs> and then the daughter. I tried so hard to treat her the same as her older siblings. Negative. It didn't work. But she's she's such a girl. She's like, Daddy, fix my hair. All right, give me the bow. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, here, go. Go shoot. Shoot. Go ahead. They're different, man. Oh. I got one of them. Freaking weird. Freaking I don't know. Weird. I don't know if I'd say it's weird, but definitely a different, different critter altogether, no man. No oblo girl. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Me and Erica, we have some... <laughs> we're so different in a lot of ways that, that we are like ships sailing in the night when we're trying to communicate it just like okay we got to sit down and each take a breath and figure this crap out because i don't understand what's going on here no hablo and the same <laughs> thing happens with my daughter i'm like hey what all right go ahead I don't know what she's going to do, but go ahead. Oh, they'll be manipulative, too. I guess you just don't love me anymore. <laughs> That's what Sadie will say <laughs> lately. Oh Anytime you're gosh. trying to like, you, you know, eat your dinner, <gasps> I guess you don't love me anymore. How old is she? <laughs> four. Oh, God. Just turned four. My daughter turned four in August, and she hasn't pulled that on me yet. Oh, man. Maybe oh. I got a unique one because she's, she's been doing that for a while. Like, I mean, that, that's the exact wording of lately. Yeah. Before, it's like, oh, do you not love me? Or something, something like a, that. It was a question, not yeah. a statement. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess you just don't love me anymore. I don't know how to respond to that. Like, what? what like, nope. You, finish nope. your food. <laughs> finish your food. You see, I'll that, love you as soon as that plate is cleared. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel like I would say that to my boys. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I don't finish your food. Yeah, but it 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 doesn't work out so much with daughter. I don't think so. Yeah, it's different. Like she pulls on my heartstrings different than the boys. Like if I saw if I saw her miss a step off of the ladder to the woodshed, I it, it might have. You'd it would have hit out. me different. Yeah, I hope I wouldn't freak out. I want I want her to be just as tough, if not tougher, than the well, boys. You, you freak out inside, and then go outside yeah. rushing. But as soon as you get close, you're like, like slow down hey. and be like, "Would you do that?" Oh, I just happened to be coming out. Uh, <laughs> looks like you fell. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, like Sadie split open her chin. Oh, not bad. I, I mean, thought that was the boy's chin. You said no, the, that, no was that was her. Sadie? Yeah. Oh, geez. Was she falling on the ice they or do. something? No, they were playing London Bridge, and Jed was, <laughs> like, bridging himself, like, holding himself up from the counter to a stool, and she went underneath him, and he fell on top of her. Oh, Jeez. nice. And he was the bridge? He was the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, perfect. you know, she's got this little London cut. Bridge fall down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got this little, like. Cut, she's got this little cut on her chin, which, but it it was kind, of, yeah, like it was through the skin uh-huh. and on her chin. So I was like, I had some 
some butterflies. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to cut it. And my wife is working. So she's like, yeah, bring her in. It's the last time I ever do that. I'm just going to like get the soup. You bring her over here. Glue myself or have Dr. Schultz. I have some crazy glue. Like we put that shit right to perfectly fixed. Because that Mm. costs some money. But she, like she was okay once I, I. I can even do stitches. As long as we can use eight pound test monofilament fucking line because that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> that's we'll the have only to get thing some, I use for We'll have to get some, some two pound micro ice or something. Yeah, well, that would work probably too. But you uh, keep them loose gosh. though, always. You never let them grow in. You got to keep them wiggling so they come out easy. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about I know about this home remedy shit. Oh Stitching my gosh. people up at the freaking kitchen. Uh, but uh carpet needles so she was she was doing okay once she settled down and uh wasn't even bleeding or anything but I'm like yeah i would have and jet her like jet literally like those the caribou we killed like he he'll sit there with his little leatherman knife and skin the whole head mm-hmm. he was getting pissed because i was just impatient i wanted to like get the skin peeled off and knock the skull cap off but he wanted to skin the whole head but like human blood, one drop of human blood. blood. <laughs> oh, boy. He was losing his shit, and he uh, and I'm like trying to keep because she's calming down, and I'm but like, yeah, gets you're gonna get stitches, and he starts losing his shit. I'm like, dude, huh. shut up, calm down. Wonder I'm where like, that comes from. I don't know. I'm like, she is fine. He's like, they're gonna have to sew up your head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I drag him downstairs. I'm like, dude, you need to get your act together because, like, your sister, she's fine. All right, don't wind you need her to up. keep. And he's like, well, just saying foolish stuff. He's like, we we should just just keep her. On. We'll have to keep her on the porch or whatever. I'm like, what dude? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's like, it's gonna be creepy. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like a stitched up chin. So, when either store Sadie on the porch, I'm like, for a week. I'm like, dude, you you're not even the one that has to get the stitches. Oh, Kids are god. so weird. Oh, that's too funny. So when, oh, it's funny. I hope I remember that stuff when I get old. Write it down. You will. You'll remember shit like that. It's you gonna can't, be. You creepy. can't forget that kind of stuff. When we first brought Liam home, Aiden was three. When Liam was born, so I we had guests over or something. So Erica was still uncomfortable nursing or around people. So she she retired to the bedroom to nurse Liam. And there was a gate between our living room and that hallway because we had dogs and we wanted to keep them in the living room. So there's Aiden, red in the face, tears pouring down, screaming, bawling, because Mama took the the new baby and disappeared. She's like. <laughs> And Aiden screams, Mama, tell a doctor to put him back. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone was hoarding in on his mama time. Oh, put him back. Man. Put him back. Yeah. <clears throat> Aiden loves it when I tell that story. <laughs> yep. Lots of fun stuff. Kids are fun. They're a hoot when they're not making you wish you were dead. They're a pain in the ass, but they're yeah. fun. Like, there's there's times when I'm like, my God, I just would like some quiet. I want to sit here with my coffee and quiet. 
Well, I started getting up at like five o'clock in the that morning. Quiet, and then my and then Jed started getting wise, and he would get up and come down so he could watch cartoons. Uh, and I think I swear he'd be laying awake in his bed waiting to hear me moving around because he's too scared. Now he's now he'll go down there by himself before you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's that is something else. Something I took for granted, like down in Colorado. The when I was down Colorado. there, I was like, man. I woke up in the exact same position I laid down in. I was like, that's what uninterrupted sleep is like. I don't know how we're talking about all this stuff, but it's just... We just kind of went everywhere. Hmm. What's next on the docket? You're trapping. Yeah, yeah. uh, We're going to bring some more snares out next time. If Aiden digs out some traps, we'll bring some traps. I don't recall. No, there was one set of Martin tracks. When are you working? Weekday nights. Tuesday through Friday nights. I was just going to say. Yeah, not Monday night. Oh, so Thursday night you're working. Yeah. What time do you start? 9 p.m. Want to go fishing on Thursday? I'll I'll have gotten off work at 7 a.m. That's perfect. You just drive right to fucking. (laughs) (laughs) He did that last year. I, I, I that's why that I'm was, saying you want that to was, go. That was a long day. That was rough. I'm fortunate to have made it back home. Yeah, you'll be fine. After that. I've yeah. Yeah. It's Just rough. get some of that seal oil. Get that seal oil down, you boy. So I'm trying to get him to bring seal oil for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Pike row. We've taken it right out of the fish, That's right out disgusting. the hole. Dip it in fucking seal oil. Oh, straight, no seal oil, nothing. Oh. Salt if you're squeamish. I'm pretty squeamish when it comes to that. Nah, I like it with salt. You put in, you know, them fucking drinks they make. They got the no, boba I balls. Don't. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, those are so freaking weird. Yeah, yeah, but they're fucking, tasty. But Pike Row fucking isn't. <laughs> I was thinking, I was, you're so weird. You interrupted me. I was thinking you just like squish all the Pike balls into a fucking drink and start sucking them up with something else. No, just I've never had them boba things, but I fucking heard you about them on try the radio once. and shit. They're you like, gotta oh, try God. them once. These things are great. Like yeah, I don't know. It's like snot rockets in your fucking smoothie. Well, I remember there was there was some drinks when I was a kid called Orbits. I think do they have chunks I've heard in of that? They had like little of, balls floating the around same in them. Shit, yeah. I guarantee it. Oh. It's Pike Row. They pass off as something else. <laughs> Pike Row is really small. The boba yeah. balls is they're large. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're the size of Chum Salmon Row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. I bet they're. Bet they're freaking which bigger than that. Before even. I forget, Maybe. I actually did remember. What do you need these for? Oh yeah, you have them both. Yeah, brass casings. Oh, I might have screwed this up. Is that a two twenty three and a three eighty? Oh, I didn't screw it up at all. It's perfect. They fit perfect. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, you didn't. You do now. What? What's the? You got to work it a little while to get it so that it's like. Uh, you like making so you a take, container to roll up a little secret note or something? No, in? making a fucking lantern. So you take one. Of so I handed small, him a piece of a, you a just piece handed of two two three brass, a, a, a two two three brass, and a three eighty auto brass, and the three eighty auto brass slips perfectly. 
over the neck right and shoulders. over the neck and shoulder and seals like perfect. Like that would look like a double ender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hear that? How yep. perfect that fits on there. You can like yep. hear it <laughs> pop off. So you take a little tiny, one of those small Altoids mint. Tins. Tins. And you get yourself a little tiny dropper of vegetable oil or olive oil. And you just buy candle wick. And you stick candle wick in there and you can put olive oil in there. And you drill a hole in the Altoids tin and you put that in there and it's a fucking lantern. Huh. And it'll burn for half an hour with just a, a 223 wick in there case full with a 223 of- case and olive oil put in here like three quarters of the way full or whatever. It's like 30 drops of olive huh. oil on there and it burns like a freaking little lantern. And then when you're done, and you just pop the 380 case. Done, you just pop it and this will, you can put that on there and it seals it up and it all fits inside. You can give yourself a couple extra wicks inside the little Altoids case. Yeah. Put it all in there. And so, you can, if you buy the right little dropper, it'll fit with the olive oil in there inside the case as well. And it's like, I mean, literally like that big, that thick, you have a little lantern. Like one of the tiny Altoids ones? The little tiny ones, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And I was oh. like, oh, look at that. So you just set the, the 223 case in the Altoids tin. You drill a hole in it. Same as that. I think it's a three-eighths hole that you put in there. And then this so goes. So that it could stand through so the lid. So it can stand. So it's like you, like oh, you okay, set, okay, you yeah, set yeah, this yeah. down somewhere, within two minutes knock you're going to knock over. it over and you got something okay, on so fire. Okay, so you close the lid you and close drop the lid it through. And you drop the, okay, it in okay, there. I'm so tracking. it's like a carrying case and The Altoid skin is also the case. base. Exactly. Yeah, it's the carrying case and the yes. base. Where did you, how do you acquire this knowledge? I'm just a fucking genius, man. I guess so. I do still want to do the, we got to come up with some. Some it's legit some though. Look at, that. Look at how tight that fit is. Some Schultzism would be <laughs> because I do want to do a T-shirt with like the old timey elixir, like snake oil elixir label, with an oval like oval portrait of Frank with a monocle, <laughs> the, like Doctor Schultz's elixir. Oh, some bitch, that's get, on there. Pull it right off. It comes. Off. It's like a perfect exact. Perfect fit. That really is. Yeah. Damn. Well, you I've got can, I've got a shitload of two two three and three eighty brass. <laughs> right. Start making exactly. lanterns. What do you think of the three eighty? It's fucking. It is what it is. It's, it's a little bitty semi. It's you know like there's there's certain loads and I mean bullet technology has come a long ways from when the three eighty was invented. Yeah. The I know you can blow those fucking. <laughs> Yeah. that was terrifying i'm oh. so happy you guys didn't get hurt Me but too. uh no that is a very tight fit that's nice no it's almost like it was designed to be exact Just about. perfect like fit. it's so tight that it, it the wear changes on the, shoulder the, there. the wear already on the shoulder is yeah apparent um oh that's like a good seal because that you just fold the wick over and yep and you coil you can jam the wick down in there you get the wick with a it's got a little piece of metal in it. Uh-huh. So it'll you, stay where you coil it, it. So when you put it up, you, it stays standing. It's not ah. like leaning over on the side of the fucking neck of the case. It actually stands up. Man. Well, like any good outdoor rider, 
I might have to steal that idea that I just learned oh, about. Oh, shit. I didn't expect any different. <laughs> like, that'll be $1,000. Like the, <laughs> like the sponge at Tundra you squeeze into your... <laughs> you could take off 40 cents for the brass. <laughs> <laughs> that I gave you. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good shit there. But... uh <laughs> I can come up with shit for you to write about all day long, but <laughs> eventually I'm gonna need to start getting some kickbacks. <laughs> <Start out. laughs> yeah, need a percentage here. But uh, um, like, what was I yeah, talking? Your boss would be like, "Yeah, we just got off the room with Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we decided to bypass you. <laughs> You're costing us way too much money. <laughs> Healthcare plan." <laughs> <laughs> So you guys got three kids now, right? Yeah, three. Thinking more, thinking. Oh, done. I'm thinking of making a, a, <laughs> a doctor's <laughs> appointment. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I but was, I could have been done at one, but Eric is like, no, we're we need. No, I like having three kids. Three is a fine four. number. Fuck no, I went to the doctor. I went and got sterilized by the federal government, which felt a little <laughs> odd being a native Alaskan, you know, like, hey, free vasectomy. Really? Well, it worked out for me this time. This time. <laughs> that sounded fucking weird. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but, man, what was I even? I don't know. You don't know what I was talking about? It um, was right before. Was it before the candle? Or the lantern, the 223 lantern? I feel like it was part of... Was it about your doctor? I had another one, too, that I could give you, but I can't remember what it was now. Oh, Schultzism. Caught up in the frickin'... Oh, Schultzism. 223. Yeah, that's right. Deal. It's like the Elixir label. Oh, no, I was talking about, like, I got another one of these that I could give you, but I can't remember what it was now. Like an idea? When When you first handed these to me, I was like, oh, fuck, I'll tell them about the other idea, too. But now I can't remember. The internet is a fucking suck. That's where the shit comes from. There's some cool shit on there. Fucking YouTube. Yeah. Before we come over today, it's like, oh, when you come over, can you bring me a piece of 223 and 380 brass? I'm like, well, all right. You know what? <laughs> but, yeah, that's Yeah, as soon as I stuck genius. them together, your eyes were like, bing. What the fuck is what this What does he have to? going? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Here. Hold this for a second <laughs> while I light this fuse. <laughs> oh, I figured out how we can make firecrackers at home. <laughs> my, my dad made the mistake of mail ordering one of them black powder revolvers for me when I was in like fourth grade. Oh, boy. Don't get me wrong. We had some legitimate safe fun with that. But also me and my brother would take powder and fill crap with it and light it on fire. As any young boys young would boy do, black powder, <laughs> yeah, on hand <laughs> will do. Yeah. It was it was lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Mm-hmm. But I've sh- never. I mean, Gerber baby jars, Pyrodex, can oh, fuse my. doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Says the 
guy that broke his face with a potato gun. <laughs> there was no black powder involved. I actually, I, actually, I actually had to go back and listen. <laughs> well, I listened partially to that one because I thought I had it mixed up. I thought the explosion, exploding gas drum was was on the initial trip, and then and then. But no, that was, was on the second, way back. Second yeah. trip, yeah. But, you know, so I, I, I had actually started listening to that podcast again, trying to get this because I wrote, I wrote up. Um, <clears throat> they're like shooting bears in the mouth story. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Um, one bear in the mouth, one bear in the chest. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's just semantics at this point. Oh, fuck. They both were dead. They both. You just ate some of one of them. Yeah, <laughs> tasty. Yeah, no. So no, that and that was ah, kind of cool. Yeah, the boss was there. like, "If you weren't there, <laughs> none of those. Twi- nothing that went down there was cool at all. <laughs> some, yeah, like." So- I sent that to somebody, and they were like, "Well, that's fucked up. You guys went through a lot of work to just kill bears in self-defense," and I was like. Yeah, well, when I mean, you say it like that, you know, in like the long run, I got the meat that I wanted, and <laughs> I learned some valuable lessons <laughs> about copper and hot gas. Jesus, yeah, yeah. But uh, I keep coming, trying to come, think of yeah, Schultzisms. I would have to. I need to just write them down. I got the Nit- temporary, wit. temporary. Temporary disorientation. Oh, temp- never lost. Always never temp- lost. Temporarily like, disorientated. Dr. Schultz's elixir cures temporary disorientation. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. You can never, never tell yourself you're lost. You're fucked then. Yeah. It's when panic starts to set in. <laughs> yeah. but if you're just I mean, that was one of the first things, I, like the first that's stories, like whatever kid, things that's I like remember. from my dad. Well, yeah. Like, that's Doc Senior. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> but that's one of the first things I remember, you know, hearing Me saying after, yeah. Yeah. It may have even yeah. been when we were down at the lodge. Somebody hunting. was like, oh, I'm lost or whatever. I was like, ah, you never lost. Temporarily, temporarily disoriented. disoriented. That makes good sense. Well, dude, a lot of I people like freak out if they think like I could tell myself I'm lost, and I'd be like, ah, whatever. I have a fucking lantern with a two two case. I'll be fine. <laughs> but and you can also use the olive oil to cook with, start a fire, <laughs> like multiple other things. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Tyler, <laughs> right? We're not all like Tyler. Um. But yeah, I'm there's... uncircumcised. I don't need any lubrication. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this thing just went south. <laughs> Fucking bad. It's terrible. <sighs> so you guys fucked me up. I can't <laughs> One dude's jerking off. The other guy's fucking talking about his circumcision, and I'm like, "Fuck you guys, go home." Get the fuck out of my place. Get out of my shop. We are done. Weirdos. (laughs) We're probably going to have to cut that last minute out. Um, Or not. (laughs) No, we're fucking people love this shit. Um, Yeah, I don't even know. I don't remember what we said. Well, you're never lost. Just temporarily. That's what, like, my dad was always just like, yeah, you're never lost. And somebody at the lodge was like, oh, I'm lost. And I was like, oh, fuck that. People just freak out. Yeah. And it's no shit, too. You, I've seen people, like, 
seriously panic stricken about like, and they fucking have a GPS in their pocket, and they, if they knew how to run the fucking thing, they'd know exactly where they were, and they're just, like can talk to you on the radio, and they're like, I don't know where I am. I'm lost. You know, were, were like, you there? And maybe I've already talked about. Oh, like, we've, I'm sure we have talked about it plenty of times. But the one, you know, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. No, what I know I'm exactly about. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The were were you out there when that happened? Yeah. Like the guy in Rocky Bay that like mm-hmm. came like Baywatch running through the surf to get on the boat, and mm-hmm. then it was maybe that same night that the guys in the back, you know, in All back control. bay, yeah. you're fucking flush everything that you know right out your brain, gone into the water, onto the land. Doesn't matter where it goes, but. It's weird what people's brain will make them do. It's like, I'm sure I do weird shit, too. Like, I freak out when I'm in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) I can flush my brain right out the fucking window onto the asphalt, you know? Yeah. In a city. I'm just, like, freaked out about, like, everything going on around me. But put me out in the woods, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'll just get a fire going or whatever, you know? It's so I'll much stay here tonight. Like, oh, it's pretty deal. windy. We better just string this tarp up so we can have some water. Yeah, you know? And it's like shit like that I don't even think twice about. But, like, put me in a city, and I'm just like, oh, my God. freaking weird in there. People and, like, shit going on everywhere all the time. I don't know. It just is what it is. It's what makes us humans. <clears throat> So it makes us cool humans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool people in a lot of places. You know, I like, like, I loved hanging out with Tom and getting to see everybody, but man, like, this is just home. It wouldn't be. Those guys all seemed like I went down there and met Skip's brother. That's right, yeah. And he lives right, like, he's like, oh, when I first lived here, started living here, there was like, could see this way and this way, and now there's people everywhere and stuff, and it's like, I think it's like you said earlier, like, you just kind of like conform, mm-hmm. like, slowly I couldn't to see, I could never see him, like, he told me some story about like, tracking a fucking mountain lion for three days over a hundred fucking miles and killing it. <laughs> through like all these places and he's telling the story and Carrie's like after we left Carrie was like those places are all like towns there's like houses and shit everywhere like how the fuck did he do that and I was like when he did that there was nobody here like yeah. dude was just out crushing it shooting fucking mule deer and shooting elk and killing lions and shit all over the place and now there's fucking people up his ass everywhere all around him you know mm. and it's like just like you were talking about, like people just like slowly, like conform to this. Like, oh well, John moved in, and then Bill and Ann moved in, and then fuck, I don't even know these people. And I don't even know. You're like, fuck, I can't even shoot my bow in my yard anymore. And I think all this, they just like kind of come into it, and it sucks. I mean. It'd suck for me. I'd freak out, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, but maybe I wouldn't know that I was freaking maybe out. Maybe it happened so slow you wouldn't freak out. It'd just that's be... what's going on. You wake up tomorrow or in yeah. 30 years and... Mm-hmm. Like, talking with Pete and Jason about what Fairbanks was when 
Before any of us were yeah. here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like Pete's lived here since he got drafted and moved here um, to Fort Wainwright in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then Jason was born and hearing him tell stories about where I live now, that neighborhood. Like, wow, you had a wilderness trap line right here? Yeah. And I do the math and go, huh, well, they, you know, that that kind of jives. There weren't people right here. Right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Well, like, you know, that whole area my Uncle Jerry talks about, they used to go, they used to trap the area where Home Depot is now. And mm-hmm. Well, that was even when I fucking moved. When I moved here in 2003, Home Depot was the only building it was the there. Only, yeah. That was fucking woods all the way to College Road. Like that whole area. It was like yeah, it was it was it was triangle. all grown up. It was all grown up. Yeah, um, like willows because yeah, it, like it used to be a lay down yard, twenty five thirty feet high. Yeah, of shit in yeah. two thousand three, and then it was just like boom, cut boom, a little boom. further, cut a little further. Kurt, he was like, shit, man. When I was in high school, we used to party in there. There was like a fucking aspen forest. We'd be like in the middle of there. There's like all these little trails and stuff in there and I'd take the Suzuki Samurai in there and we had fires and <laughs> shit and we'd be in there drinking beers and stuff. Like right in the middle of that huge yeah. triangle. Because that know? used and to meanwhile, be... while your uncles are trapping and shit in there. Yeah, because they, they <clears throat> trapped. That used to be and hunt rabbits and stuff and then they turned it into a that whole area into a lay down yard for the pipeline. Yeah. But then, they and stopped. my uncle had like he had, was telling me a story of when during the pipeline, like everything was so crazy during the pipeline. Um, one year, all these I think they were yellow trucks. He said all these yellow pickup trucks just showed up there in the laydown yard, and they were parked there for a long time. And then finally, like someone went and and if someone knows, like feel free to fact check what me. Just tell the story. Like trucks? yellow pickup trucks. Showed up in the pipeline laydown yard, which is like the entire area where Home Depot and Walmart and Sportsman's yeah. Warehouse, uh, that whole well, behind the Bentley, all that Seekins, stuff. like Seekins, all, I mean, but that was that's kind of like on the. Mm, there's kind of a divider yeah, line there. Yeah, I don't but, know. I don't know. Any if, rate, anyway, yeah. they they showed up there, and then just one day, someone walked in there and checked. Yep, there's keys in there. They'd been there for like a year or something like something like that. I don't know. A, a very long time. So drove one off and then slowly like people, <laughs> people were, he said people were like flying up to dry, to get these pickups that were, Why you know, go to Seekins when you can go to like, the free lot out like front. So, like someone had, like someone had ordered all these pickups and forgot, you know, and they got, something happened and they just ended up getting left there. It's how crazy the pipeline was in those days, you know, yeah, we but, accidentally ordered 100 extra trucks. We'll just leave them here in the lot with the keys in all of them. Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, stuff stuff changes. Yeah, you, like you like said, even because I moved up in 2002. So, I mean, we've pretty much been up here the same Yeah, exact time. same time. And I mean, you know, that whole fucking area, there was nothing was there. nothing. And I yeah. mean, shit, I have freaking... Well, Home Depot was there Home when Depot, I moved here. Home Depot was, was there when I moved it, there, though. too. Yeah. There was the, the Fred's, the... Fred's on the east side of town. There was no Fred's there. That was on College Road at the time. Yeah. Like... It was that one small... Nothing was there. That was all just, like, open. Yep. No, and then across the highway was all timber, too. 
Yeah. I actually I remember well, when that's they all, yeah that um, I remember when they I remember when they knocked that down because I was while they were knocking it down I was working on that big um, Alaska USA bank building. Oh no shit! And you could see across the highway like no shit they're knocking all that down. Yeah, and they knocked all that down, and the dude that fucking was the contractor for all that shit he was not the man behind the money, but he was the contractor that built a lot of that stuff. He's a dude that I was working for at the time, and I fucking quit and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> for reasons we won't get into on the podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> so, oh, man. I was like, fuck this. All set. Have a nice life. Have fun but, with that. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, like, I ended up working on a lot of those. Like, I worked on that last USA building, the mm-hmm. the that Steis Medical Center, whatever yeah, it is now. Right behind worked, there. Worked yeah. on that building. Yeah. Worked on... The one that was a bar for a while that's like the event well, the, center. Oh, yeah. I remember when exactly. that was built. Yeah. yeah. I got I here in the too, fall of five and I saw it because I was working shit in there. out yeah, front yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like the place that just never went like anywhere. That, and it's weird. That some of the kid details. was murdered in that parking lot. Ex- yeah, no, exactly. that, was the, that was the old Asawan no, Chinese. No. That. There was a kid shot right in the park. You're exactly right. In front right. of the. That, G, like a bunch of GI homie gangster shit or whatever. In Kaverlik the parking lot was of that, that kid's place. name. Because they're... Yeah. I don't Maybe we're thinking about this different... So, no, we there's are not. Been, I got, Temple is right on point. There's been I a few different exactly similar circumstances, yeah. but yeah. there was a, a kid by the last name of Kaverlik murdered outside of that... that uh, the big yeah. blue building. No. Well, no. it's... No, because... was it... No, You're saying the event center. It's all Viv- Vivamore. No, th- I don't think that um, place was even open. It was, it's it not was, open now. It's like nothing. It hasn't been for a fucking while. And well, because it's this, like in a little event center. Like you can rent it and do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I know that place. But I'm, I'm talking about the blue the blue building. He's talking about the one that was the old Asawan Chinese Asa restaurant Wan's when you first moved up. It was a Chuck E. Cheese before that. Oh, yeah. But they, it was a bar too. That's a church now. It, yeah, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese bar. <laughs> now it's a church. <laughs> but that—that's the place where that happened because it was a bar, and then that happened yeah. out in the. Oh, I'm getting my wires crossed. If I you really want to move to Fairbanks, you know, now, you know, if you like, come off the old Steese and you like Home Depot, you can go uh-huh. to the the watering yeah, hole right by the, the, the Alaska USA. Right here. Yep, yep. yep. Right there, there's like yeah. a fucking bar, like that a little event, event center. Place. Yeah, that yeah. is where that. Okay, somebody yeah. got shot right in the parking lot of that place. Yeah, all right. Uh, I still think it was the it was the one across from Arctic Bar, just down the street. Hmm. What? But anyway, what regardless. The, anyway, yeah. Fucking Tyler trying to blame the natives. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a native guy I'm that got fucking, shot. Right? It, it, was, it was. It was. Yeah. He was. He was from Northwest Alaska. No. Well, because one of the plumbers that I, well, pipe, excuse me, pipe fitters that I worked with, they get up at me about that. Was uh, that I worked with a lot? It was his. The, the guy was his apprentice. Um, it was a, like a really. It was just a super sad deal. But um, yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. Freaking over the years, like a lot of those buildings, I just. I feel old. Worked on a lot of those buildings, but give it twenty years, you'd be like, "Holy shit! I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I gotta move north." <laughs> so, my kid is ten years old. When I was his age, I'd been commercial fishing for two years. Is it because you wanted, or your dad made you? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I w- well, I wanted to get paid. I wanted money. You're not pushing hard enough, then. There's, I You're don't, giving too much. and not, Might be. Yeah. Might be. Like, I look at him and I go, you soft little bastard. So I told you you texted me some time ago, and you're like, oh, they were doing nothing. I was like, take your te- television and fucking open your front door and throw it <laughs> out of your front that. yard and go out there and stomp on it until it's fucked. <laughs> and then be like, now what are you going to do? Now it's time to get to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I need a. F- they, do they, you know why you don't do it? Because I watch the television too. Exactly. <laughs> My answer was exactly that. They. Mm-hmm. And you can't say I do as I say, not as I do. Well, I started reading more. I turned the TV off, made them turn their tablets off, and I told them find a fucking book. Good. Read. Good for you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it really is. It's fucked up. Like, what? Ki- like how kids are. No, I don't. You know, we don't need to get into all this shit. But it's like in my mind. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I walk around and see kids, and they're just fucking plugged in all the time. It's like, a little bit weird. Constantly, there's uh, no off time. It seems like, it was, and I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. There's parents out there that are just like no. You know, this ain't happening. You don't have it. Like, whatever the case may be. But it's got to be fucking approaching 90% of kids uh, now that are just fucking plugged in. Well, it ends, up, it ends up being the easy thing to do. And it is yeah, so you know? easy. It really is. It is easy. But damn it, the easy button ain't always the right thing to do. The easy button is never <laughs> the right thing to do. Are you fucking kidding me? Easy's never the right thing. Yeah. It's always the simple fucking thing. Yeah. <clears throat> like, just, I'm so freaking happy that I've got shit around my house to make those little assholes do. Like, shovel off the woodshed, pack firewood. They're picking up dog shit now. I'm, I'm out of the dog shit picking up business. <laughs> That's not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, am I happy to be out of that. Speaking of not easy, you're using a freaking... You're back weaving your fucking winch line. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. How many times you broke it? Once that was when they did it and the second time when I did it. Yeah. So the the weave that it came with was... uh, inside the the line where you couldn't see the and yeah and it, it it's like they open it it sticks yeah, in there and, and they, then it, the they, tension keeps it in there yep so the second time i did what's in the video just a couple mm-hmm. right just to get it over with and working and it broke up river of that mm-hmm. so this time i weaved it several feet up there to try to get the weave to be some of the the abrasion absorption because mm-hmm. i don't have i haven't gone and bought a sleeve long enough because they make wear sleeves right are you familiar with the i have i've done mine yeah i haven't gotten doesn't fucking matter yeah tip listening bowling 10 seconds fixed in the yard even on that synthetic crap yeah, yeah? all right I'll double bowl. i double i go <laughs> through and then i go back through okay and then I just tie a bowline in it, and I make the bowline super tight on the hook. Okay. And it breaks. So, but you can fix it in about 10 seconds, 
in your yard while you're plowing without fucking tearing everything apart and like weaving all this shit. Because no matter what you do, in out in out in out yeah on this much cable it breaks that there synthetic line yeah. it'll fucking break whether you have that sleeve on it no matter what i've been plowing with that shit now for like eight years or seven years or some shit like that uh-huh. and it's going to continue to break and break and break and the fastest simplest solution to fix that that double wrap double wrap bowling and done and back to plowing again okay <clears throat> and it's it's breaking down there by the bowling and instead of up there break. on the guide bars? Exactly. It breaks okay. right at the end. I tried one of those rubber stoppers uh-huh. so it can't like pull it all the way up tight and then you just smash and fall apart. Okay. So don't waste your money buying one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, and you can instantly just like pull it out, cut everything <clears throat> off and tie it and back to work again okay. without having to be like, oh, I got to pull all this out and like bring it inside and back weave it into itself uh-huh. was that tool called for a fid fid thank you yeah yeah i just broke a mechanical pencil and shoved the end go the, through that yeah. yeah so you don't need a fid or a mechanical pencil or anything double wrap everybody knows how to tie a bowling they fucking double, should i've met people that don't double wrap it through the end of the hook and Literally seconds, yeah. you're done. And I back switched to, work. to a shackle because that hook kept falling off because the spring loaded clip was broken. Yeah, yeah. So I switched to a shackle. There you go. Right yeah. on. But yeah, you're just wasting fucking time. If you're plowing, uh-huh. it'll just continually break and break and break and break. I had trouble with cable and I found like fucking woven cable was breaking so i got rid of all that and i put the synthetic shit on i was like well the cable i can't do anything at least with the synthetic stuff i can tie a knot in it yeah you need them damn little u-bolts to deal with cable yeah which Mm. turns into a huge pain in the ass so yeah i saw you were working on it on your video and i was like oh i gotta tell him to bypass all that bullshit yeah (laughs) next time i break it that's what i'm doing yeah just quick literally it's like a 30 second fix quick as you can tie a bowling yeah everybody should know how to tie a bowling mm-hmm. really yep for serious and that's your homework if you don't know how mm-hmm. so, <laughs> anyway we probably better if you don't know knots tie, tie lots <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah <laughs> that's a good addition to the schultzisms so all right thanks everyone for listening yeah it's uh yeah Appreciate you you listening to us shoot the shit and yeah. hopefully get something useful out of it. But uh, yeah, stay tuned till next time. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at thundertalkak.com. Thank you.